623. Welcome to Wednesday, the 4th of January 2023. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show. My name is Nathan Crow, sitting in for Ben Adavle. It is a pleasure and an honor bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. So, like we do every morning, please grab a seat, get comfortable, let's have breakfast. You are joining us on the number 0549986996 on Twitter at City973 hashtag CityCBS. And if you're outside the country, or maybe you don't have a conventional radio set, then you are listening to us via citynewsroom.com. Start off with music from Dinah Hamilton and Shiran Kwan. God is promising us endless blessings. He'll bless our going out and our coming in. He'll bless our food and water. He'll bless our hustle. And he'll bless us all the days of our life. Say amen. Wonderful song. We start off with our business sense. And that is proudly brought to us by ADB. If your salary goes through ADB, wonderful news. They've got the payday plus for you. Maybe something has popped up before payday and you need some cash to sort out those issues. Talk to ADB. You can get up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. And there's no interest on repayments within 30 days and your money hits your account the same day. If this sounds like something you are interested in, I beg you, call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. ADB truly a great and more. Our business today comes from Walter Lippmann, who says the final test of a leader is that he leaves behind him in other men the conviction and the will to carry on. The final test of a leader is that he leaves behind him in other men the conviction and the will to carry on. So if you've gone through all the tests and assignments of a leader, the final thing is that all your team members or you deposit the will and conviction to carry on the will and conviction to move on with the vision to keep executing to keep doing excellent things even when you are not there you won't be there forever one day you will have to leave either moving on to bigger things or even retiring but at that point when you are exiting the final test or what checks the last box of leadership is that you've left behind men who have the conviction and the will to keep going so as we start the year let's think about it if you are saying your final year of work think about this this important thing leaving behind the will and conviction to carry on the drive and the spirit of excellence that you instilled when you were there or that your subordinates exhibited when you were there if you want to remember as a leader or if you want to be remembered as a leader what you do is to leave that in them so they keep going even when you are not there 
wonderful way to start a Wednesday morning, the 4th of January 2023. This is the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is the newspaper review. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Please stay tuned. Biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is the newspaper review. 
brought to us by Total Energies, three-time winners of the Petroleum Company of the Year Award, given out by the CIMG. These days, they are in the CIMG's Hall of Fame for Petroleum. And they say all these honors and awards they have picked up over the years are dedicated to their valued customers. And the promise is that they'll keep giving you innovative products and services that meet the needs and expectations of you. Yes, you, their cherished uh, cherished customer. Total Energy, bringing us the newspaper review. The newspapers are returning gradually. Not everybody's back, though. <laughs> but the online portals are working. Let me welcome the guys, Richard Alaska and Godfrey Akutubuafu. Somehow we all turned up wearing a shade of blue. I know, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Blue's blue popular in this building. Yeah, yeah. blue's a lovely color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very popular color. Yeah, 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 yeah. Among the men. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I love sea blue or sky blue. I see. Why, why would you love sky blue? <laughs> why would you love sky blue? <laughs> You're wearing yourself. What's up, dude? 2023. Tell the 23, you know, uh-huh. this month, we are hoping for speed. <laughs> speed is all we ask for. Thank you, thank you. Temporary yeah. should be bereft of its usual characteristics <laughs> of six weeks, uh-huh. 99 days. Nothing to happen. Chale. People are not picking your call. That's Brookman. That's pure Brookman. So we beg, this January, we ask for speed. Amen. But like you said, in the right direction. In the right direction. Speed. <laughs> <laughs> It's even going on. I look at it. We need a few. We need a few. It's only force. Hey, why? When are we reaching the the, the bend? No, no, no. Why you say boat? We show you. Yeah, for the safety corner is No, no. Generally, it must happen. Generally, it must happen. Yeah. In a positive way. <laughs> yeah. So that be what the Osofo people they will have to do something. They have about to pray it. so generally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the way the generally hard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to see my brothers. Yeah, ah, and it's good to be back on radio for yeah. the new year. Let me take you quickly. Like I said, the newspapers are not in, so we'll do a bit There's online. one, though. There's only one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's can I take the... The, the, the Ghanaian time yes. is here. Uh, I suspect there are some others out there, but they are not here <laughs> with us. So let me take the Ghanaian Times. The big story on the front page says, Food Self-Sufficiency, Our Goal. That's coming in from President Nana Adudankwa Ekufu Ado. Also, two policemen interdicted for taking bribe from driver. Hey. <laughs> also, government extends domestic debt exchange program to January 16th. The people are just shifting their thing. And there's something here that says, Be thankful to God, Bishop Quarty. Uh, edges NTC management and staff. Mm. Okay. All right, then let me take you online and I take you to citynewsroom.com where Education Minister is to meet GTEC. 
that's the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, UG Management, mm-hmm. others over new fees. Yes. So yesterday, the University of Ghana mm-hmm. came out to explain mm-hmm. why the new fees have been put in place. Apparently, there's been a holdup of fees from the past three years. Yes. And so, yes, they've decided to, okay, time is right. Now, OSP investigating over 120 suspected corruption cases. Mm-hmm. Special prosecutor concludes corruption probe involving Charles Pissu, mm-hmm. NDA. And there's some good news. Ghana's e-pharmacy platform officially goes Live. That's okay. also uh, on the homepage of citynewsroom.com. Uh, now, if you go to the business side uh, of uh, City, uh, which is City Business, mm-hmm. Guta calls for total reform in VAT implementation. Uh, a Greek minister appeals to thigh investors to invest in Ghana's rice mm-hmm. sector. And IMF boss wants 2023 will be a tougher yeah. Hey. Yeah. So that's uh, from this business side of things. Let me take you to graphic uh, online mm-hmm. since they have not arrived physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the special prosecutor story is here. The e uh, pharmacy platform story is here. Free Abania signs three year deal. Yeah. FC Zurich. Mm-hmm. Good news for him. And sad news Azuma Nelson loses mother. Oh, uh, that's on the homepage of that story. And then National Cathedral Project will rake in more <laughs> revenue. <laughs> The president says he will do favorite, it. Yeah, he has given them 100k kiwa, uh, for them to do something with. So right. uh, there is uh, that as well. Then I'll take you to my Joy Online quickly to wrap this up. Uh, on their homepage, Charles, uh, special prosecutor stories are there. Uh, old Vandals request UG to provide investigative report on clash between Commonwealth, Mensa, Saba, Halls. Uh, fire destroys printing press in Kokomlimli. Really sad uh, that happened yesterday. And Sir David Ajay dismisses claims of opaque dealings in construction of National <coughs> Cathedral. I see. If you go to City Sports Online, they also have a number of stories. Black Galaxy set up friendly against Algeria, part of their preps for the uh, Chan tournament. Mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo was unveiled last night by Al Nasser. He says, I had other offers, but. He decided to go to Saudi Arabia. Who and of cares, course, the free Ibania joins <laughs> FC Zurich. And um, Mudassir Salifu makes second loan move, joins Saudi side Al Batin. So it looks like he'll be facing Cristiano Ronaldo here. Mm-hmm. And Hearts face dreams as Kotoko draw Benab in the last 32 of the MTN FA Cup. And if you go international, <clears throat> sorry, Russia blames missile attack on troops' phone use. Interesting. U.S. House in chaos after no speaker elected and winter heat records smashed all over Europe. And on a sporting note, the Pele giving joyous send-off in Brazil. So that's the latest from that country. Uh, Let's start off with the Ghanaian time. The president talking about food sufficiency. Exactly. And that story is on page 12, although the... uh, Pana headline is on the front page of the paper, and the story says that President Nanado Dankwe Kofuado has underscored the need for Ghana to make a systematic and conscious effort towards food self-sufficiency. Now, according to him, developing Ghana's self-sufficiency and its food security was a major challenge facing the country. However, 
He decried the fact that a lot of money was spent on importing, especially foodstuffs, into the country. Now, there's a quote here that says, We spent a lot of our money importing foodstuffs into Ghana, and it has been going on for too long. And I think now is the time, and we are going to have to make this systematic effort to be self-sufficient and depend on ourselves for things that we eat. He said, now the president made the statement when he received the executive chairman of the Jospon Group of Companies, Dr. Is it doctor? He's not a doctor. Please, you should stop this thing. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> no, these things just for some reason annoy me. Do you know how hard it is to get a doctor? If somebody goes to get some, uh, you know, two by four doctor, not then we this are. Is uh, this is honorary. Yeah, it's, it doesn't. It's honorary. We don't use it. Okay, you, we should stop that thing. It's <laughs> annoying. You know, people have fought hard to be doctors. You know what it takes. <laughs> we should stop this thing. Make self and boss self. Let me take let me, No, no, the point is that journalists, you know better. <laughs> let me give you some details from some stories that okay. have emerged. Um, let's start from the National Cathedral. Yes. And yes. Yes, let me start from the National Cathedral. So, mm. the National Cathedral project will rake in more revenue. Okay. I see. The National Cathedral of Ghana project has a sustainable economic model which is expected to rake in $95 million in the first five years of its operation according to the Executive Director of the NCG Secretary, Dr. Polopoku Mensa. I see. The model is made up of about 10 revenue streams which include multi-purpose rental spaces and over 1,000 seater banquet hall, a conference center, a 350-seater biblical restaurant a cafe, shops, and theaters. The rest are groundbreaking design, a Bible Museum of Africa, and a Biblical Gardens of Africa, which would help facilitate the development of the country and turn it into a major religious metropolis for African Christianity. <laughs> According to the Executive Secretary, the sustainable economic model, which will generate income, will be implemented progressively to attract global and African visitors. Okay. Adding, quote, its economic impact analysis has been submitted to Parliament. He said other details, such as accounting for all the monies paid by the state, Mm-hmm. And the work done so far had also been submitted to Parliament after a thorough briefing session with the Select Committee on Trade, Industry, <coughs> and Tourism. He said, be the eighth one of the world or the ninth uh, one of the world. See, <laughs> he said this at the National Cathedral of Ghana Bible Reading Marathon okay. Thanksgiving service okay. and the celebration of the laying of the foundation of the cathedral in Accra on Monday. Now, the president. Uh, has also been speaking mm-hmm. about this, as has mm-hmm. Charles uh, Edu Boyin, the president. Uh, as has said David Ajay, sorry, um, the president says he will complete the national cathedral, mm-hmm. and uh, that's on citynewsroom.com. Mm-hmm. You find the story there. Yeah. The president has once again reiterated his commitment to ensuring the completion of the national cathedral project, despite the numerous criticisms. Okay. Quote: As I have said before, the national cathedral will not just be another monument adorning the skyline of Accra mm-hmm. to be a rallying point for the entire. Christian community to come together and worship. I am therefore committed to working with the Board of Trustees to ensure the completion of the project to the glory of God. This was after okay. he donated yes, he 100,000. Yes, 100,000. And then said David Ajay, granted an interview, mm-hmm. and that's on my joy online. This spoke to him exclusively, I think. It says that the architect working on the National Cathedral, said David Ajay, has dismissed assessments that his firm, Ajay Associates, is unduly benefiting from the project. Speaking in an interview with Masolak Bagba on the sidelines of the Black Star Line Festival Summit, he said there's nothing wrong with having a healthy debate on the edifice and its funding. However, Mr. J believes that it is sad to rather 
never make accusations without any foundation. Coach, everybody should have an opinion and talk about how they feel about everything. Mm-hmm. Things should be allowed to be investigated and checked so everybody feels comfortable. There's nothing hidden or opaque. Everything is going through the system that can be checked through the government, he said. Okay, let me take you back to the Ghanaian Times. There's a story that um, is on page 14 of the newspaper. FDA warns public against consumption of dead fish washed ashore. <laughs> now, Anita Nyako Yurinchi, um, or Nyako Yurinchi, uh, writing says that the Food and Drugs Authority has cautioned the public against the consumption of dead fish washed ashore. According to the FDA, the consumption of dead seafood washed ashore must be approached with caution as the cause of death of the fish may be adversely may or may adversely affect the health of the consumer. Now, the story goes on to say that the Director of Communications of the FDA, Mrs. Rodapia, gave the advice in a statement issued and copied to the Ghanaian Times in Accra yesterday. And it goes on to say that um, the advice followed a video which had uh, gone viral showing um, the carcass of a whale that washed ashore in Tema in the greater Accra region where consumers uh, soliciting portions um, or they are slicing portions of the the the, the whale mm. uh, for 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 cooking, and there's a further quote here that says, "When fish dies through chemical poisoning, the chemical in question can be passed on to the consumer who, or converted into a more toxic chemical during preparation, either through cooking, smoking, frying of the meal, which then causes food poisoning." to or in the consumer. Now, when I saw this video yesterday, the Tema is not far away from here, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have a whole regional police unit there. Mm-hmm. If this animal or fish washes, we see it ashore mm-hmm. for some reason, and the position is that, and it's been the position all along that you don't eat that, why didn't we have the police or the the marine people, what was the name? The the navy people move in to cordon off the the whale and and prevent people from going close and and cutting it. Yeah. You know, it is it, it doesn't serve any useful purpose when after the fact you now issue a statement cautioning people. I mean, if something bad will happen, it will happen. So let the institutions of state be proactive. Okay, this business of sitting in the office and merely issuing statements it doesn't help. <laughs> yes, it's good. But the bigger solution is that we should there, yes, yes. go there and, you know, it should be, there should be a network of people out there who report these things. Anyway, if you go to citynewsroom.com, um, there's a conversation to be had about fees and all. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Minister of Education, Dr. Yao Ose Educhum, is scheduled to meet the management of some public universities, mm-hmm. the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, and the National Union of Ghana Students over agitations that have met the increase in fees. The student body has accused the University of Ghana and other public universities of defying, um, a, defying an order by Parliament instructing them to increase fees by 15%. The University of Ghana's management has, however, justified its decision to increase the fees. Now, speaking to City News on the matter, the public relations officer of the Education Ministry, Kwesi Kwating, mm-hmm. said he was hopeful that a consensus would be arrived at at the meeting, which is set for Thursday. And he says, quote, the Minister of Education has once again intervened and has invited the universities in question. We have the University of Ghana, UCC, and KNUST, and other public unis. We have extended an invitation to them. Hopefully, we'll meet them together with GTEC on Thursday. And the entire aim is to be able to find a lasting solution mm-hmm. or resolve this issue. And quote. He, however, insists 
that the various universities must comply with the directive by parliament, which is backed by the law. So yeah. that's me, the latest on that one. Let me take you to the BBC. They have done some work on uh, the trauma Ghanaians working on fishing vessels are going through. Okay. Yes, and it says ab- Ghana fishing abuse, corruption, and death on Chinese vessels. Hmm. And uh, this is by George Wright and Thomas Nadi. And um, it's a really, really harrowing read, uh, narrated by a bright Chai Kweku, who has mm. worked as a bosun. That's an officer in charge of equipment and crew. And according to, he says, some of his colleagues fell sick with coil on board vessels. They didn't make it back. Some people have been set ablaze uh, on board certain uh, vessels. Wow. And according to the story, the UK-based Environmental Justice Foundation says at least 90% of industrial trawlers operating in Ghana are owned by Chinese corporations in contravention of Ghanaian laws on the ownership of, ve- of vessels fishing under the local flag. A recent EGF report investigation, investigates what says illegal or reported and unregulated fishing and human rights abuses by China's distant water fishing fleet in Ghana. The ownership and operational control of China's DWF fleet mm-hmm. is complex and opaque and it's the largest in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can get on the BBC mm-hmm. and read more <coughs> of these accounts okay. by Ghanaians. Okay, let's go back to com. Let's talk about the special prosecutor. prosecutor yeah. Yes, now the office of the special prosecutor has revealed mm-hmm. that it is currently investigating over 120 cases in which it suspects corruption. Now, the mm-hmm. title of the story is OSP investigating over 120 suspected corruption cases. The story goes on to say, in a half-year report, pursuant to section 3.3 of the Special Prosecutor Act 2017, which mandates the office to publish on a half-yearly basis cases it was investigating or prosecuting, the OSP said the cases included the alleged bribery by Airbus SE, a European multinational aerospace corporation, in respect of the sale and purchase of military aircraft for the Republic of Ghana. Other, uh, the other named high-profile cases include an investigation into the banking and financial sector crisis mm-hmm. and allegations of attempted bribery by members of parliament by an unnamed wealthy businessman. Other cases under investigation are the alleged improper acquisition of state-protected land at the Achimota Forest Enclave and the Sakumono Ramsar site by the deceased CEO, former CEO of the Forestry Commission, Kojo Free, in an investigation in respect of suspected corruption and corruption-related offences in respect of the recruitment exercise of Course 51 of Cadet Officers Training at the Ghana Police Academy. So uh, that report is out. I think it's a public document. Yeah, in fact, around I mean, later today, I think we'll we have to look at there. some it's of the things that are happening in there. But I mean, it is important that we commend the uh, Office of the Special Prosecutor for the work they're doing because, mind you, they have not <coughs> been paid, at least if the stories of the last, um, you know, months. month are anything to go by. For the past, uh, how many 16 months? months? 16 months. They did not receive salary. And you wonder how they are surviving. And these people have their own families to feed. And they are supposed to be chasing people who are uh, stealing our money and doing all kinds of things. Again, we are told that the staff come up to about 20 or so. Uh, all the individuals. I, I think that that institution needs the kind of resources that uh, we should be giving it to do its job properly, not paying leaf service to, oh, we'll give you the money and they are not giving the money. It's a good thing Parliament got involved and they got another ticket from the Ministry of Finance that mm-hmm. money will be provided. But we should monitor and ensure that these guys are properly resourced. All right. Mm-hmm. Let me t- t- talking about money, let me take you back to citynewsroom.com. Mm-hmm. City may depreciate further 
2023 first quarter. Let the man work. Expects the Ghana city to further depreciate from January to June. Oh, this year, before a possible IMF board approval in the second quarter of 2023, he says Ghana's economy will record one of the worst non oil GDP growth due to the impact of the debt restructuring measures. This was in a social media post. Quote The haircut on domestic bonds and euro bond is expected to adversely impact the health of the banking sector, local businesses, and individuals. Also, bilateral debt restructuring will lead to government's foreign finance projects being abandoned. Unemployment will worsen due to the freeze on unemployment, debt restriction, poor business climate, and massive austerity. Ghana default in the payment of interest and principal on domestic bonds, euro bonds, and most of our bilateral loans in 2020. You know, you know you are my good friend, but <laughs> I beg you. You want some good news? <laughs> we want good news. But you know what annoys me? This morning, it is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the 4th of January. <laughs> Girlfriend, calm down. The, wait, wait. You, you, you know, you see, the banks are also part of the problem. What's happening? What have they done? The exchange rates as published yesterday, the average published yesterday mm-hmm. yeah. by the Bank of Ghana told us that they were buying the dollar for 8.57 um, CDs. Yeah. And then selling at 8.58. Yes. You understand? Mm. Now, if you go to the bank, some are doing twelve when they are when they when they are selling, <laughs> selling the dollar you. to you. Uh-huh. They are doing twelve. You go and take the thing from the bank of Ghana, or even trading among uh-huh. themselves. At least, if my understanding or comprehension of how it works, it works is correct. You know, and then you are doing twelve and over. You know, I mean, we need we need we need to, clarification. There's a lot happening in that space that doesn't make sense. Because yesterday, for instance, somebody who does in most the forex bureau was yeah. like, the, they are buying the dollar at eleven from the bank. They are buying. Yes, 11. they are buying. They, when they go, they are being so being sold to them at eleven. But why, so why is the eight coming from? Yes. So they are buying at eleven and selling at twelve. Why? Why should that? Why? Why? Why is that? There is there is some discrepancy in the mix somewhere, but. I mean, I'm no expert. I don't understand what is really happening there, but there's something interesting there. Maybe we'll get somebody who understands what's going on. Yeah, to I explain. think somebody who understands this thing would have to explain to us because it doesn't make sense. If this is the indicative price you put out there, then the margin, you know, over but it the should top, not be yeah, that it should wide. Be just wide because I mean, some people doing twelve, thirteen in extreme cases, and then the black market people are also doing their own thing. It is not right. It is not right. Okay, it let me right. tell you about what Ghana is doing to Chinese visitors mm-hmm. or people who come from China, uh, Ghanaians included. Passengers originating from China, mm-hmm. and this on graphic.com.gh, mm-hmm. passengers originating from China will be required to undergo free mandatory COVID-19 testing on arrival. That's interesting. Free mandatory COVID-19 <laughs> testing. <laughs> when they are going or coming. <laughs> when they are no, coming. When they are coming. <laughs> I, and these are Ghanaians or non-Ghanaians. No, passengers. Anybody who's coming, who's coming from, from China. China. But I know why Ghana is saying is in China. But who is paying for it? It says yeah. free. Why should it be free? <laughs> they have the dollar we paid. No, they have buffer. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I mean, you are paid by the You paid that money plenty yeah, times. Yeah, plenty times. As a citizen, of course, they some subsequently reduced it. Uh-huh. And also, when those days when you were going to the UK uh-huh. or traveling elsewhere, you paid for 
the test, uh-huh. it was not free of charge. Uh, they are saying that now it is free. No, we can't afford that luxury. I don't think we should, we should <laughs> go there. Well, maybe they can. The passengers from China must also present a valid negative COVID-19 PCR test result 48 hours free. prior to departure from the originating country per the latest guidelines, which will come into effect on January 6, 2023. This is very important. Uh, all other passengers from countries aside from China who are partially vaccinated or unvaccinated will be required to present uh, a valid COVID-19 PCR test result 48 hours prior to departure from the originating country. These are new guidelines. Okay. Uh, before we go, uh, there's a story by Kinsley Hope in uh, the Ghanaian Times page. It's Two, uh, page three, actually. Let me bring that to you quickly. Two policemen interdicted for allegedly taking bribe from a driver. Now, the Ashanti Regional Police Command has interdicted two police women for <laughs> women, Charlie, for allegedly harassing a driver and taking bribe from the victim. Now, the personnel uh, have been identified as uh, Inspector. Martha Aka and Sergeant Felicia Okren, stationed at the Asokwa Divisional uh, Motor Traffic and Transport Department uh, in Kumasi. Now, it goes on to provide further details, and uh, according to the story, apparently the interdicted personnel were asked to ens- ensure discipline on the Atonsu Lake Road, and they were captured on video demanding money from a tipper truck driver after mm. they had stopped him. Okay. Oh, Charlie. All right. Um, a quick story oh. from from Brazil, Brazil, for those who love their football. Uh, this is on the BBC, uh, yes. And it says, story building. Yes, and it says, Pele's funeral, Brazil legend giving joyous send-off. Mm. And the story reads, if Monday's wake for Brazilian football legend Pele was a day of reflection, Tuesday's funeral cortege was mm-hmm. one of carnivalesque proportions. Mm-hmm. The 82-year-old, who many regarded as the world's best football player, died on December 29. His coffin arrived in Santos on Monday, mm-hmm. where thousands of mourners came to pay their respects at the ground of his former club. Some even queued overnight. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, supporters club Tosida Jovem gathered um, outside the Urbano Caldera Stadium ahead of the casket leaving. Fans waved huge black and white banners, the colors of the Santos Football Club, Many wore the number 10 shirts that Pele made so famous. So it looks like they were there having a bit of a good time in mm-hmm. honor of the man the Brazilians called Ore or uh, the king. You know, his mother's alive. Yeah, well, 100, 100 years old. The last thing image of it was when the funeral cortege drove past oh, his house, his mother's house. His mother was in, mm-hmm. but she, because he's very old, she couldn't yeah. make it. But his sister. Mm-hmm. Was so on the back when she was weeping. The coffin passed by ah, the front of the house. Perfect peace. I mean, what we should also learn from that is let's not keep dead bodies with us for so long. I mean, in some cases, people are keeping their bodies for close to a year. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, and uh, you don't know why <coughs> they are even doing it. Okay, mm. he passed under a week. Yeah, it's very the, 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 the same. We have things to do. Yeah, we have things to do. For the funeral. Thank you, Thank you, Richard. That was the newspaper review. Coming up next is the city business news. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. 
Coming up next is the City Business News brought to us by MTN. MTN is saying that if you need to make an urgent call but you realize that you don't have airtime, just dial star 506 hash. And you can bundle data whenever you run out to continue browsing as always. The conversations don't need to end. Borrow extra time now and enjoy the things you love on your favorite network, MTN. The City Business News is also brought to us by Goyle. Goyle is an oil marketing company of choice and they are making things easy. You can now use mobile money or your bank card to pay for your fuel whenever you you buy fuel at a Goyle service station. Just log on. Uh, online, just go uh, to their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages to find out more. Go, good energy. Go, yeah, yeah, DM. And the city business news also brought to us by Enterprise. Enterprise, your advantage. And Access Bank is also bringing us the city business news. Let's get into that. Michael Lebrodeau is here with the latest. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle Enterprise Live, your advantage, access bank modern banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, economist Professor Lord Mensah projects depreciation of the city against the dollar in the first quarter of 2023. Also, with the expected rollout of an increase in the VAT rate and the reversal, the discount on benchmark values, the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Guta, urges public to prepare for a spike in the cost of goods. My name is Michael Obudu and to details of our stories now, economist Professor Lord Mensah is predicting the marginal depreciation of the local currency against the dollar in the first quarter of the year. He attributes this possibility to the structural drive of the demand for forex on the trading market. The Ghanaian city recorded a marginal depreciation in the last few days of December 2022 after experiencing a sharp depreciation in the previous month. Here is economist Professor Lord Mensah speaking on the projected trajectory of the city. If you look at our exchange rate dynamics, uh, what we had September, October, what you meant has to do, we had some speculative drive component in that escalation of the city against the dollar. But then there's also a seasonal aspect that we cannot ignore, which is normally after Christmas that, you know, uh, inventories have been sold out by importers. They are, you know, currencies or whatever they traded in is in cities now. And they may want to convert it to dollars to go and import from wherever they, they've been importing from. And so looking at this, we're looking at the first quarter, that is January to somewhere in uh, March, April. There will be this kind of pressure on the demand for the dollar. And as a result of that, we're going to see a bit of depreciation. But then that kind of reduction or appreciation that we witnessed just at the right wrap up of the uh, Christmas, getting to the end of the year was a correction of the speculative drive. And now that the speculative drive has, you know, toned down and we have the structural drive, the seasonal effect will kick in. And that's why I said that the seasonal effect will, will make the dollar appreciate against the city, but it won't be like what we had earlier, 
Meanwhile, he shares his thoughts of the IMF's warning of a more complex 2023. He urges Ghanaians to brace themselves for the year. The IMF chairman, I mean, indicated for four times ahead. He knows, I mean, the economic situation. I mean, this is an economy that has been an imports-oriented economy, an economy that is driven by the dollar, and an economy that without importation cannot stand on its own. And out of the lessons that have been learned from last year, activities and policies are going to be turned out to rearrange the economy. And it, it takes a pain. You know, an economy that you can easily import. I mean, some individuals or some businesses try on importation is another thing. And I can tell you that if, if you grow a substitute from what they import, so for instance, if your business is to import, right, government rolls out, you know, partnerships and policies to ensure that, you know, they reduce rice importation is going to affect the while the economy is shifting or reorienting itself, obviously you're going to have that kind of difficulty. And so it's something that we may we may have to endure. That was economist Professor Lord Mensa. Now, on the interbank foreign exchange market, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar is selling at 8 CDs 59 pesos, the British pound is selling at 10 CDs 32 pesos, the euro is selling at 9 CDs 8 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus, the dollar is selling at 12 CDs, the British pound is selling at 13 CDs 50 pesos, and the euro is selling at 11 CDs 20 pesos. Away from that, the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Guta, says Ghanaians should get ready to pay more for goods and services soon following the implementation of the increase in the value-added tax uh, VAT from 12.5% to 15% effective 1st January 2023. Finance Minister Ken Furiata during the 2023 budget presentation indicated that the increase in VAT is expected to yield 2.7 billion Ghana cities which will be used to augment funding for road infrastructure development. Good, however, believes that government may not achieve its targets without ensuring compliance first. In an interview with City Business News President of Guta, Dr. Joseph Obing, said the increase in VAT coupled with other government measures, such as the reversal of benchmark policy, will ultimately lead to an increase in the prices of goods on the market. Uh, so the effect, the, the, the effect will then go to the uh, consumer, because we are all uh, talking about the fact that um, prices should be reduced to mitigate the plight of the consuming public, and yet um, the taxes keep on increasing. And so when it happens like that, we are unable um, to reduce our prices, rather um, to pass on um, whatever cost it is to the consuming public, unfortunately. Especially at the time that the benchmark um, uh, uh, has been revealed completely uh, to the disadvantage of the importer and the consumer as well. That was President of the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, Guta Dr. Joseph Obing. Meanwhile, the Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, is urging government to relook some of its policies within the tax base to ensure uniformity. According to the association, though government has completely reversed the benchmark value policy, its decision to increase the value-added tax rate from 12.5% to 15% will compound the challenges within the manufacturing sector. Greater Accra Regional Chairman of the Association of Ghana Industries, Chodama has been speaking to City Business News. We don't have anything at all against government finding ways of generating revenue for the country. But we're saying that government has an aggressive industrialization transformation plan, which AGI is made aware of, which together we're helping government to implement. And we feel that there has to be a harmony in policy for us to be able to achieve these plans. So if, on one hand, 
you are entirely taking up the benchmark value, which we've been advocating for, which we are welcome and is great. On the other hand, you're introducing an increment in VAT. So, in effect, there's, the cost is still high because all of them are cost anyway, and they still go up to add up. And so we believe that there has to be proper harmony in the task environment. So industry becomes less burden of the tax obligation they have. There are many taxes that are not helping industry at all. So to increase that at this moment, we believe is not the right, it's not going to go well to help industry in helping to achieve the national industrialization transformation agenda. That was the Greater Accra Regional Chairman of the Association of Ghana Industries, Chonam Akpelu. In a related development, the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana says the reversal of the benchmark policy by government is in bad faith. According to the Executive Director of the Association, Samson Asakia Wingobet, it is worrying that government refused to engage stakeholders before taking the decision. Three years after the implementation of the benchmark policy, the government recently announced a complete reversal of the policy effective January 1, 2023. This means that beginning this year, importers will not enjoy any more than 10% discount on vehicles and 30% discount on all other goods. Moving on, the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry says it expects the government to make committed efforts at paying contractors for jobs completed over the years. The roads minister had recently announced some payments before the end of 2022. Speaking to City Business News, CEO of the Chamber, Emmanuel Cherry, stated that although the efforts was commendable, the about 30 million Ghana cities was woefully inadequate compared to the about 11 billion Ghana cities total debt owed its members. So even though he has made the promise that he's going to pay contractors before the close of the year 2022, which has not been materialized because the amount of money released is barely a letter below 30 million Ghana cities, which is just a drop. So it's nowhere near the portfolio, the debt portfolio that saddles the construction industry. Because the road fund alone is in areas of 6 billion Ghana cities. A consolidated fund is over five, almost a little about 5 billion Ghana cities. So therefore putting the two together, we are looking up to approximately 11 billion Ghana cities. So if 13 million has been released, it's no news. But we thank you so much for at least the words of encouragement. We are very grateful for all the uh, concerns that he has shown so far to the construction industry. Even though there is so much to be done, and we are expecting that 2023, the Honorable Minister will live to his promises and his ways, because we believe in actions more than ways. His ways are becoming too many than the actions that we are seeing. So therefore, he should live to his actions. You have the CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Construction Industry, Emmanuel Cherry. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goal, Enterprise Life, your advantage, Access Bank, Modern Banking, empowered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Lubudu. Have a good business day. Thank you for listening. As always, please stay safe. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
make your mind right now. Tell me what you want now. I don't wanna waste time. There's no spare time in life. Me, I wanna build my life with you and learn my lessons with you. Maybe everything that I want is see Like I be, don't pack me like sardine. I'll always be here for you. Oh, just take me like I be, don't pack me like sardine. I'll always be here for you. You see, that one another cock. What you do, give it to me, cock. Cause I'm there, they want me Too many times, too many times. We've been looking for the things I will never find. No. I wanna love you, that's not 713. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Like Obi, 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 Remember that the Bank of Ghana says the Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. So you need to update your records with your Ghana card. Visit any Lecheho branch near you to update your records with your Ghana card so you are served faster and better. You can also you can uh, you can send a WhatsApp message to zero five seven four zero six five nine five eight or call zero three zero two two zero eight triple three. Let's see how let's improve lives. Let's get into kickoff. The latest from the world of sport. Benjamin Nketiah is here. It's time for kickoff. Benjamin Nketia here with kickoff in the headlines. Daniel Lefree Ibania joins Swiss top flight side FC Zurich. Newcastle hold league leaders Arsenal to a goalless draw in the English Premier League. And in the NBA, there were wins for the Lakers, the Pacers and the Dallas Mavericks. Let's get into it and let's start off with some transfer news. Accra Hearts of Folk striker Daniel Efriye Bani has completed a move to FC Zurich until the summer of 2026. The 21-year-old will join the Swiss club after the 2023 Chan in Algeria, which starts on January 13. Now, both parties have agreed not to disclose details of the transfer arrangements. The latest announcement comes after Hearts of Folk confirmed that the striker had renewed his contract with the club. So that's what's going on with Daniel Lefriye Barnier. Let's 
Now move on to the MTN FA Cup and Ghana Premier League clubs Hearts of Oak and Dreams FC will square off in the last 32 of the 2022-2023 MTN FA Cup. Kumasi Asante Kotoko will be away at Division 2 club Benab FC. Now in the other pairings worth noting, the BNA Gold Stars will take on Kinfezo while Great Olympics will face Legon Cities in an all-Premier League affair. Now RTU will take on Wa Sunta. There's Wamanafo Mighty Royals versus Inswa Treman FC, there's Bofakwa Tano taking on Adriana Stars, Samatex will be up against the Nations FC, Kotoku Royals will be up against Inzima Kotoko, there's Sky FC versus Karela United as well, and all games are expected to be played between the 20th to the 23rd of January 20. 23. Let's move on to um, the local Black Stars camp and Black Galaxies head coach Anno Walker believes his side will be in very good shape when the 2023 Chan tournament begins on January 13. The team have already arrived in Algeria for the next phase of their pre-Chan tournament camping. Ghana has been paired in Group C with Madagascar, Sudan and Morocco and Walker says they will be ready to make the country proud. Uh, what I tell the Ghanaians is uh, we are still on preparation and uh, I think these are com- adding Pampram to this week and we'll be in camp for the past six weeks and we have about two weeks ahead of us uh, before the commencement of the, uh, the tournament which I feel by then the team would have been in good shape and we all give them their heart desire. Now the Black Galaxies will take on the local national team of Algeria in an international friendly match on Saturday, 7th January 2023. The game will be played at the Nelson Mandela Stadium in Algiers with a week to start the tournament. So the Black Galaxies getting in shape there. Let's now move on to the Premier League and let's catch up with last night's action. Arsenal, they were held to a goalless draw by Newcastle United at home in last night's action that uh, we brought you. Mikel Arteta, who is Arsenal head coach, was livid about a penalty decision he believes was not awarded. I'm really proud. The way we played, um, the way we dominated the game, the, um, the approach that we had from the beginning. We lacked that spark in the final third to find the opening, to find the right moment, um, an extra pass and a little bit of finishing quality. But we had a lot of situations in and around the box to, to do better. Um, and then, yeah, there were two scandalous penalties, both of them. It's not particular. It's a penalty or not a penalty. And it's both penalties. It's the, we, were, we were on top of them. We were in chasing the goal. We were in a good moment. And and, um, and I didn't want to make uh, more changes. Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta speaking there. Let's get to the camp of Newcastle United. Let's hear from Newcastle head coach Eddie Howe on what he made of his team's performance. Yeah, very pleased with our defensive effort today. Very resilient, defended very, very well as a, as a collective, really, as a team, all the way through. Arsenal are a top team, very good players, very good way of playing, so we knew we had to be at our very best. Yeah, I'd probably say the. Our overall game with the ball was slightly off today, but I think that's due to how Arsenal play and we had spells where we didn't have the ball for long periods of time and I think that just mentally fatigues you. So then when we did have the ball, we probably weren't our our best on the counter-attack. We are probably a little bit loose with the ball at times and that induced more pressure. So that's where the defensive effort was, was first class. 
Newcastle United head coach Eddie Howe speaking there. In some of the other matches that were played, Everton, they were thrashed at home by Brighton and Hove Albion by four goals to one. Leicester City also lost at the King Power Stadium uh, when Fulham beat them by one goal to nil. Manchester United, they made light work of AFC Bournemouth 3-0. It's how that game ended. Today we bring you more Premier League action right here on 97.3 City FM. There's Southampton versus Nottingham Forest. There's Leeds United taking on West Ham. Aston Villa will be up against Wolves. And then there's also Crystal Palace versus Tottenham Hotspur, which is our feature game tonight. Let's get to uh, some more Premier League-related stuff. And Tottenham head coach Antonio Conte has admitted there is an issue between himself and the club over his long-term future, but he says he is happy. The North London side were beaten 2-0 at home by Aston Villa on Sunday, their fourth loss in seven Premier League games in a defeat that saw them slip out of the top four. Now, Conte was speaking ahead of the amount Last week, 19 game against Palace. But this is a problem between me and the club. Then now I'm really committed for 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 this club for for Tottenham. And then uh, there is this project, and I signed a contract with this club, and I have to accept this project to try to build with the club and to help the club in this project. Then you know, and during. Uh, this process can happen uh, 1,000 of things. The club can sack the manager or there are uh, different uh, vision, different situations. I'm happy, but I always said to you that I'm happy. I'm happy to stay here. I'm happy to enjoy. Uh, I'm enjoying my time in Tottenham. I'm happy the way that I'm working. I'm always said this. I'm happy. It doesn't mean that uh, I am not to tell you what we are doing. We are doing this. We are trying to create a foundation. Tottenham Hotspur head coach Antonio Conte. Let's move to the camp of Brighton and Hove Albion. And their midfielder Alexis McAllister says he is happy at the club and is in no rush to leave. The 24-year-old profile has soared since being a regular starter during Argentina's World Cup winning run, sparking speculation about his future. And the World Cup winner signed for Brighton in January 2019 and signed a contract extension last October until 2025, with Albion having the option to extend by ear. Well, I try not not to read uh, too much. I'm. I always say I'm really happy here. Uh, I don't have any rush to to leave. I feel really good. I'm really grateful with with this club, with my teammates, and uh, all the people who worked here. So I just I'm just focused on on the next game and, and in this club. Well, uh, it's good for for them. I think uh, it was a good uh, World Cup for for this club. I mean, for the, for the players who who went to the World Cup, and we know. That that we, we've got a very good team, uh, really good players, but uh, this is a tough a tough league. Uh, it will be hard, but we will try to, to finish uh, as high as, as we can. Brighton midfielder Alexis McAllister speaking there. Let's do some more transfer-related news. And Al Nasser forward Cristiano Ronaldo says he is excited about the new chapter in his career after being unveiled by his new club. The 37-year-old has signed a contract through to the summer of 2025. Now, Ronaldo will reportedly receive the biggest football salary in history at more than £177 million per year. Well, so far, feeling very good. I'm so proud to make this big decision in my in my life. Football, as you mentioned before, in Europe, my work it's done. I I won everything. I played the most important clubs in Europe, and for me now it's a new new challenge, as you mentioned in Asia. I'm glad for that 
Al Nasser gave me this opportunity to to show in the world not only for the for the football but also for the generation, the young generation, the women's generation as well, for the young boys and for me it's it's a challenge but in the same way it's, I feel very very happy and very proud. Cristiano Ronaldo speaking there. He plays for Al Nasser these days. Get used to it. Let's get to the NBA and let's catch up with action from last night. The Dallas Mavericks were up in a rivalry game against the Houston Rockets. 111-106 is how that game ended. The Mavericks winning that one. The Lakers also uh, being led by LeBron James. Won against the Charlotte Hornets. 121-115 to is how it ended. And then, of course, there was the legendary 71-point Donovan Mitchell game against the Bulls. 145-134. The Pacers also beat uh, the Raptors in their own game. Some games were also played uh, earlier this morning. There was the Wizards um, losing to the Milwaukee Bucks in a return. 10 game. The Boston Celtics lost heavily to the OKC Thunder and then the Sacramento Kings also were up against the Utah Jazz. The Kings winning that game by a single possession. So that's how it broke down in the NBA. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lecheho. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
hacia mi mamá. Me This is still the City Breakfast Show Wednesday the 4th of January 2023 Messages are welcome on 0549-986-996 A few birthday messages coming in Happy birthday to Cecil Ni Obodai Wentum He's head of the Public Affairs Department the Ghana Highway Authority used to sit in a chair just like this doing radio and decided to move on to do other things so that's a happy birthday to you for myself and the team my namesake Ni Obodai says Ni Obodai went to and I like to say happy birthday to my brother Lawrence Ni Ajakwa photographer Bakupe champion photo man one of the most creative people I know Hard guy, hard guy Very, very, very interesting dude Happy birthday to you, little bro I wish you the very, very, very best And may 2023 be a blessed year for you And may our dear man United win lots of trophies Amen Happy birthday to you, Lawrence. Happy birthday to our very own Sandra Yam Ati of City FM and City TV. The eight hours number two. Superwoman. Super shit all right, this one says today is the third wedding anniversary of Mrs. Elizabeth Williams of the Kolibu Pharmacy. Message is coming from Mr. and Mrs. Michael Quay. birthday message is coming in this one says please help us wish our lovely father elder archibald nyanzu of asamankese a happy birthday the message is from his children nana nkuma apia kubi apia okubi and meza dumako of asamankese this one says i'd like to wish a true gentleman and a good friend happy birthday lawyer perry edem and memonu the first law in Adabraka. Uh, 
And the sender is describing herself as his only official girlfriend known to his wife. <laughs> Kindly wish my beautiful daughter and your name, Ya Grace Kublenu, a happy birthday. She's five today. That's from Gilbert Kublenu. And this one says, I thank God for your life today and always you have been an amazing husband and father. God bless you and make all your endeavors fruitful form. Okay, the message is from uh, the kids and I, according to what I'm reading. And so it's a birthday dedication, the birthday dedication being sent to Mr. Abraham Lincoln Damche, who's marketing officer, ECG Koforidia. Now the average flight from Accra to Dakar takes over three hours. So why are you spending an entire day traveling between these two points because of long transit hours? Kenya Airways has brought you a solution. Every Monday and Wednesday, fly direct from Accra to Dakar and vice versa. And enjoy the superior service of Kenya Airways in addition to the new comfort and convenience the new flights offer. Kenya Airways, the pride of Africa. Now it's the Imperial Insurance Win promo between now and the 31st of March this year. Insure your vehicle with Imperial General Assurance and win handsome rewards. Yes, it is instant. Just insure and pick your reward. Four coupons, give vouchers, special souvenirs, and many more. You can call them today on 0302-788-955 or 0577-667-436 and talk to any of their agents across the country for further details. T's and C's apply in payroll, general assurance, solid protection. send birthday wishes quickly. It's from Mrs. Mary Lincoln Damche and children. To Abraham Lincoln Damche, ah, marketing officer. Okay, that's yeah. the second one that's coming in. Yeah. This one wasn't, it was only signed from I and the kids. So we now know yeah, who this the is. This is Mary Lincoln ah. Damche. So she sent uh, that message. Great. So happy birthday for uh, Abraham Lincoln Damche. Mm. This is from the family. Great. Now, in this day and age where rent charges are going through the roof and finding a place to stay is a major headache, Hugo Flip is here to make the home ownership journey realistic, fun, and more affordable. Log on to yougoflip.com, register with your phone number or email address, and buy as many tickets as possible. You can win a house at Pram Pram, weekly game prizes, or one of the many consolation prizes. Even if you don't win, you get loyalty points equivalent to $3 a ticket. Now, when you accumulate all of that, you can use it as a down payment towards your next home with Hugo Flip or with other affiliated property developers. Baby, baby, it's my nature, my name, boy, 
birthday messages coming in this morning before we get into the birthday messages or maybe after the birthday messages we'll do a couple of things a little later on the show we have um, day three of our effective living series we are still talking about fiscal preparation towards uh, starting over well we also get into the um, uh, half yearly report or the half year report from the office of the special prosecutor Giving us an update on a number of things that that office has been doing. Your messages are welcome though on 0549986996. A few more birthday messages before we uh, shift our attention. Let's go through some of the messages, Richard. My dearest wife, Alma, you brought hope, happiness, and eternal love into my life. I will keep you happy and make sure the smile on your face never fades and that every day of the coming year is a special day for you. Happy New Year, my dear wife. A Fuduji, sending that one in. And this one says, Happy birthday to Felix Awuku of UNB Bank from Livingstone, Amavo. And the Nishona group. Uh, this one says, uh, please wish my husband, Ebenezer Mwako, head of sales at Mobile Zone from the kids and I, your only wife, Maggie Tani. <laughs> we love you. Your only wife. I love the, <laughs> I love, I love the Vim. Unopposed. <laughs> this one says that, uh, good morning, Bernard and team. Um, it says that we want to wish our beautiful wife and mother, Judith Ugo Dako, a happy birthday. Daddy, Sean, and your twin daughters, Shanice and Shaniza. Wow. Love you so much. May God continue to bless and protect you all the days of your life. And may you fulfill his destiny for your life. Love always is coming in from Seth. And uh, he lives at Lakeside Estates. That's your husband. And uh, yeah, that's a good one. Celebrating mm. yeah. their wives and their husbands. So like I said, at 9 a.m. this morning on the City Breakfast Show, we'll get into day three of the Effective Living series. We are talking about understanding lifestyle diseases. Benadavla will be talking to Dr. Yakob Atiasi, Senior Lecturer at the University of Ghana Medical School. So join us then. By the Office of the Special Prosecutor, very interesting, it's been uh, working, well, no, I won't say quietly, some of the things that office has been doing has been on the quiet. Others are very heavy on the public front burner. So we had uh, the OSP's take on um, La Bianca and all of that. There were other cases the OSP was handling. 
Twitter in a bit. But yeah, in the last few days, several people go on social media and one of the first uh, tweets they check out is a Bank of Ghana's Twitter handle. Yes. It's become very popular. Oh, yeah, yeah, to see yeah. what the exchange rate is. If I me, I'm not following them. <laughs> you are <not> following them. <laughs> because the Mongolian people will let me rest. The Mongolian people will let me rest. They'll call you. Tell me your phone number. So, yeah. Change your phone number. So, yeah, the Bank of Ghana's Twitter handle is a very popular one these days. Yeah. They, they've been... Um, uh, stating what the exchange rate is at least on their end mm-hmm. you know and um so was it this morning let me let me let, let me just check for you let me just check for this you. morning they have not updated they have the, oh the they haven't dropped yet. a new one you know no so it's still um from yesterday yes, that's yes, still so what they have so yesterday which, was, uh, which was posted 22 hours ago uh if you go to their facebook page bank of ghana exchange rate comes with their insignia and then it says exchange rate for tuesday the 3rd of january 2023 and we're told here that they are buying the u.s dollar for 8.5717 ghana cities that's how much they are buying and then selling for 8.5803 Ghana cities. So that's what basically every bank. Yeah, that's what the, uh-huh. the average. The average. Yes, yeah, that within the, the bank's trading among themselves. Mm-hmm. That's the average they are selling or buying the dollar. Mm. So other. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, if you go to the British pound column, they are doing that for 10.3058 Ghana cities. That is buying uh-huh. and then selling for 10.3178. Ghana cities mm-hmm. and then the euro it's 9.1412 Ghana cities and then uh, that's when uh, how that's much they are buying it and then they are selling for 9.1502 Ghana cities now this basically states that the average interbank rates used by commercial banks for transactions at the close of business on Friday the 30th of December 20 22. So, um, we are waiting to see exactly what the situation will be. But, but it has remained fairly stable around uh, this figure, what the Bank of Ghana posts. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the eight. No. Yeah. But the concern for most people has been, it looks like uh, sometimes elsewhere. The no, why are you camouflaging <laughs> I'm not so, so, You see, the point is that, and, and you see, somebody has to explain to us what yeah, exactly. Which is what we are trying to. Uh-huh. find out this morning uh-huh. what's happening with uh-huh. the money you know? uh-huh. because you can't tell me or publish this which everybody is saying which is public information uh-huh. we go there look at it 8.5 you're, you're selling at 8.5 uh-huh. and then you go to the, 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 the banks and then you are being told that oh we are doing it for 11.5 uh-huh. or 12 yeah. or 12 point uh-huh. something I'm even getting some info that yesterday at the port it was 11.6. The port, yeah. so what, the port has a different rate from that. I'll, I'll have, I'll but I, that's that's info, very reliable info. I'm getting we, it, 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 yeah. it is not Makola market, you know. I don't, I don't understand how, with all the greatest respect, I would, I would, I would extend to the, the, the Makola women because they do great work, but you know, this idea of oh, Ube, Ube Masai, it, we, don't, we don't do forex <laughs> trading like that. You know, like oh, Uber Massing, like this is what Uber Massing. I mean, what we should be safe. We should know. I mean, we can't run an economy like that. It doesn't make sense to me. And, and, and the way it is is, you know, it is hurting those of us who have dollar denominated uh, what do you call it mortgage. 
And then also, are they going by this one? <laughs> no, they are not going by this one. That's my my, my problem. They are not going by this no. one. But you show them this one. No, no, no. You see, <laughs> why don't you show, show them? You see, when the people call you, know, and they, they give you the workings, they, they show working. Then you show working. You say, BOG says that. That it is eight points. Is I'm not a bank. Yeah, but the average. Yeah, but the average. How does the average of eight become eleven? <laughs> so, you know, say so average. There yeah, is high points, low points, and then we find me. They said eight points on Simasa. But you see, the, 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 what they will tell you is that you are not a bank, and and the, the notice here is saying that this is what they are using to trade amongst themselves as banks. Mm. So, so someone has got. I think someone is on the line. Okay, to let's 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 uh, Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Yeah, oh, Jackson. Yeah, Big Jackson. Big yeah, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Of strategy and business operations at Dalex Finance. He understands these things. So mm-hmm. let's just get a quick, a, a, a quick uh, flavor of what's going on. Uh, Mr. Jackson, good morning and welcome to the City Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you so so much for joining us. We are here trying to understand why, for example. The BOG will issue a public statement detailing the average exchange rate for, say, the dollar, daily, daily daily exchange rate. And then when people go to the bank, it's a different thing. When they go to the port, it's a different thing. Can you just explain why the they are these, bureaus the the bureaus to have their own rates? Can you just explain to us, lay people, why there are these discrepancies in these uh, numbers? Well, first of all, the bank, uh, the Bank of Ghana the commercial banks, the forex groups, they always have different rates because uh, their rates are... Each bank has to say that based on how much dollar I have and how much mm. demand I have, okay. this is how much I'm prepared to sell it or buy it for. Now, the bank... Remember when the Bank of Ghana quotes a rate? It is quoting a rate for the previous day, not today. Okay. The Bank of Ghana is not sitting at uh, 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 any of our banks to tell you what the spot rate at the day is. And this spot rate may change during the day. So you cannot really look at what the Bank of Ghana is. Uh, when the Bank of Ghana says the spot rate, it's for yesterday. Sometimes it may even be two days before, mm. depending on how quickly the information runs through. When you get to an institution, especially you are buying at the bank or at the forest bureau, they are going to tell you what their rates are at the spot in the day. And remember that those rates, especially for the banks, may change throughout the day. It doesn't really change at the port that much. Now, what makes things worse now is that because of the volatile market, where things go up today, down, and even in the same day, they can go up and down different times. Traders are hedging because if I buy it at, say, 10, and in the next two hours it goes to 12, uh, it drops to 8, I made a loss. So they keep the spread between the buying and the selling rates wider so that they are protecting themselves in case the, the rates change rapidly. Does that make some amount of sense to you? Mm, it does. I so see. I, I, I will be careful about uh, uh, the Bank of Ghana rate is a guide. Okay. And remember that the Bank of Ghana always is conservative. Okay. And there have been instances where even the 
remember that if your rate is too high, the Bank of Ghana can even call the Treasury Department of a bank and say, why are you quoting this rate? Mm. So sometimes the, ba- the banks even fudge some of the data they give to the Bank of Ghana. So, okay. um, yes. I, 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 I see. So, so essentially, like you're saying, the Bank of Ghana's rate is a guide but if you go to a forex bureau or say the bank, depending on what the situation is at the time, they will give a different rate. Thank you. But but should should the differences be that wide? For example, if you if you just do an average scan or if you just look around, you can see a three to four CD difference. Should it always be the case? Uh, that's why I'm saying that because the rates are going up and down. In, in such a random manner, in, in such a random manner, people have to keep the 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 uh, um, uh, what do you call it? The spreads, as you call it, wide. Okay. That's the difference between buying and selling wide, so that you protect yourself. What about the spreads? But but what what, what what would you say concerning the rate at the port? No, the rate at the port is a different issue because that's oh. issued by customs. Okay, okay. So the rate at the port is a completely, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure I know exactly what, I would have presumed that the rate at the port mm. will be a, a function of the Bank of Ghana rate. Okay, okay. But I'm not sure I know exactly what happens at the rate at the port. I can speak more to what happens in forex bureaus and in... Uh, and in the banks. And in the banks. Okay. I'm not sure. I know that the thoughts issue a rate. Sometimes it changes. I'm not sure exactly. It would be interesting to talk to uh, those at the port. Those at the port, them, yes, to, to get a good I, understanding. And ask them that what influences your rate per day? Is it that you call the central bank and put a markup on it? Or do you calculate it yourself? Do you have uh, uh, a treasury department that is calculating the rate? It, it would be interesting to talk about those things. Mm. All right, Mr. Jackson, thank you so, so much. Yeah, we have a question. No, there are different issues of Mr. Jackson to address this morning. Okay. Mr. Jackson, so seeking another extension on this domestic debt exchange program now to January 16. What, what's happening? Why these uh, constant extensions? We thought at a certain point there should be some level of agreement. Is there still consultation ongoing? There are need, there, is that there are no takers? What's happening there? Okay, now, remember that the first debt exchange program was really done with a very little consultation. It was a fair complete take it or leave it. Obviously, when it hit the market, they found that there was not going to be that simple. And there were initially, everybody was waiting to see what was happening. And nobody signed up for it close to the deadline. Then it was extended. Then um, uh, uh, labor and uh, the pension funds went on, on a warpath because it was going to hit them hardest. And 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 quickly, the, uh, uh, the Ministry of Finance backtracked. And if there was any other, cost- if there was any constraint which deserved to be Look at again. It was the ministry. It was the pension, the the pensions and the uh, 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 sector. But again, you have an figure that you have to attain to get to debt sustainability. Mm. So as soon as you you took somebody out, 
somebody else has to come in. That's why we brought, that's why there was now an attempt to bring in individuals. Now, individuals opens a new can, uh, a new kind of worms. And you do have to consult. One of the things they, 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 they hadn't engaged that much. It was all presented like take it or leave it. In as much as we all say that we cannot afford not to have some sort of debt exchange program. And, and, and let me be clear here. If we don't have the program, the, uh, the alternative is there is a chaotic default. Yet at the same time, you owe me money. You say you won't pay. You must have sit down with me and, as they say, Jojo or talk about it before all that is happening is that the Jojo is taking a little bit more time than they expected. Mm. And they realize that because they don't have the force of law behind them, you have to persuade people to sign up. Okay, so and that's why there's an extension. Okay, so you, you just mentioned that if government doesn't get this done, the alternative is da. How much more wiggle room does government have in terms of getting uh, takers? Um, since, of course, we are working with time and there's the IMF decision to be made and all of that. How how is this playing out going forward? How much time does government have to tie up this deal and and find out what the next step is? Very little wiggle room. In my mind, I was, I, 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 and, and uh, my estimate is that by the end of this month, it should have been tied up. It is hard to imagine going into February without this issue being resolved. Mm. Then we are getting close to the doomsday scenario that uh, if you read the Minister of Finance, uh, he, he in his statement, he talked about a doomsday scenario of 2000. Uh, chaos from a, a default. Remember, they've defaulted everywhere. Yeah. The reason why the markets are still a little bit uh, haven't uh, punished Ghana as badly as we could have been punished is that um, there is a sense that the IMF will, will come in and, and provide some stability. And then there's a sense that we will negotiate. But remember that we then need to negotiate with all these constituencies that we are asking to take a haircut and it has to be voluntary so mm. we're working on a knife edge we, we we have to come to a conclusion very soon i don't think there's a lot of time at all mm. wow i think that the markets are treating ghana kindly as at the moment because now we seem to have faced up to our problems and say i can't pay Let's sit down. Let's have an. Uh, we are negotiating with the foreign debtors. We are negotiating with the local debtors, but we can't. This is not a game that can play out endlessly. There will have because to be an end at a point. Yes. I see. All right. Thank you. Thank you so so much, Joe Jackson, for your time. We thank appreciate. Thank you. It was good talking to you this morning. <laughs> it's it's always an honor having you and a pleasure having you. Joe, Joe thank you for giving Sky some. Some some relief because he's he's very upset. He's, he's been very grumpy this morning. Very grumpy. So that was Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson is with Dalex Finance. He's director of uh, operations um, at that company. Just giving us a sense, really, of where we are <laughs> and um, what the possible next line of action could be. Um, Joe Jackson, thank you, director of business operations 
um, strategy at Dalex Finance. Richard, are you okay? Yeah, two quick messages on that also okay. for Sky as well that have before come through uh, before, before Daniki also enters. So, quick one says custom rates for duties and levies are from BOG rates. Mm-hmm. These are pegged weekly and revised every Tuesday. So, for instance, rates for duties this week should be 8.5 as quoted by BOG. However, other mm-hmm. stakeholders such as the lines, terminals, G- uh, Ghana ports do not go by these. This is rather the real. Rate. I see. This is coming from A B. Uh, customs rate for duties. Okay, no, I think I just read this message. Uh, the pot exchange rate is fixed weekly. It changes every Tuesday. I see. And then Kwejo also sends him more indicators. Please, the rates published by the BOG is the average interbank rate. Interbank rates are the rates commercial banks use to trade amongst themselves. Average interbank rates will always be lower than what customers get from the banks. Mm-hmm. You may check the average interbank lending rate and compare them to the uh, lending, or lending, lending okay, rate. lending rates to customers. Anytime we compare interbank rates to customer rates, we are comparing apples and pears. Uh, thank you. This is Kwejo. No, I, I don't think we are comparing apples and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, apples and what did he say? Pears. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that yes, we've taken note of what the Bank of Ghana has published, mm-hmm. but our concern is why is the gap so wide? You you understand? Yeah. And that's because, because ultimately, ultimately they get where do they get the dollar from? Ultimately, I mean, of course, I mean, they will be buying from the Bank of Ghana or they will be selling to them and all of that. So the question is, why do we have such a wide difference? difference? And, 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 and you see, it is okay to hear the, the, the formal position articulated. Mm -hmm. But the fact is also that many of these banks, given what we hear from the Abuchi people, are dealing with the Abuchi people. (laughs) <laughs> you know the Abuchi people Yeah, I know the Abuchi people Yeah, um, All right. <laughs> You don't we'll, we'll, we'll take more into it But coming up next Is Tech and Social Media Trends Brought to us by Cowbank Cowbank is saying that If you reactivate your Cowbank account This season You get more value Get access to their Short code star 771 hash Cownet And the Cowbank app When you reactivate your Cowbank account Between Now and the end of the month Call them 0800-500-500. Chat with them online. Send them an email, customercare at cowbank.net or visit their website, cowbank.net to know more. Cowbank for it together. Vodafone is also bringing us the segment and they have the Vodafone One Ghana promo. With just one Ghana city, you get 20 minutes talk time to other networks and 1 GB of data every day between 5 a.m. and 11.59. Just dial star 530 hash to subscribe and enjoy longer conversations and more browsing time. Vodafone further together. Ghana Cranting is here. It's time for tech and social media trends. All right, Mr. Kranti, what's happening? Nathan. Yes. What's up? That day, Charlie. Yeah. Because Daniel is in the trends. Yeah, the Nigerian artist. What is he up to this time? Yeah. The guy who sang Buga. Yeah. This guy's favorite song, Buga. <laughs> it's, one of my, it's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And Odoyewu, Odoyewu. Yeah, that guy. He was late for another show. Hey, um, this time in Monrovia, Liberia. Ah. Yeah, the show was supposed to happen on the 30th of December. Um, he was late, so it was postponed to 31st. Now, on the 31st, when he got there, he realized that the people who had uh, purchased tickets they were not happy, so they, they went to watch night service yeah, <laughs> instead of coming to his show. They went to cross over and pass over and jump over uh-huh. uh, in the house of the Lord. Uh-huh. Uh, so, he jumped with his crew members at the auditorium. Hey, he was, he's angry. 
He says no. he is angry. Yeah, he's angry. Ah, okay. He says he won't go there again. He says he won't go there again. He's he said he and Liberia have done Aka. Do you know Aka? <laughs> done Aka. He said he won't go there. Again. He said it's the fault of the Liberian uh, musicians. They are the reason why he couldn't hold the show on the thirtieth. What? What did they do? Nah, he didn't state why. He says it's their fault. Actually, but what is this trend? You know, of artists not showing up, showing up late, or you see, I, I don't get I, it. I think to a large extent, it may also be a question <coughs> of um, mm. you know lack of enforcement of contractual terms. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if I engage you to come and perform at a show, of course, the details of when you uh, you show up, mm-hmm. what you do, the length and duration for that matter of 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 your performance and how much I pay you will be discussed in the contract. So that if you decide for some reason. You to come well an hour after you were supposed to have reported, and that impacts me negatively in one way or the other. The person who is a party to the contract necessarily would have to enforce his rights if he so chooses. But for some reason, many of these things are not highlighted in our country. Like we don't take these things seriously. Mm-hmm. So that is how come you would expect you will see artists misbehaving and nobody is holding nobody them, is you know, responsible. Right. Yeah. twenty-four thousand dollars. You, you don't do that in other jurisdictions. They will sue you and Charlie. <laughs> Michael Blackson is also in the trends. Yeah, yeah, American comedian, yeah, mm-hmm. social media star. Yeah, he's done something good. Though. What is going on with him? He's, I think he's built a school. Yeah, he's built a school in Aguna and Sabah. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Free for all school. Beautiful school, be like beautiful that. Beautiful facility. Oh wow, that's immense, you know, area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he went to school there at some point. Abuna Saba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Why? That's face rule something. He he. They moved him everywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of childhood was this? Experience. Well, I mean, actually, he landed a boat. No, no. What what, what <laughs> kind of childhood was this? <laughs> Experience. <laughs> Experience. Oh. <laughs> he landed eventually a labor school, and we are good. We are <laughs> we are we are the better for it. <laughs> you don't pay fees. That school you don't pay fees. I see. I'm telling you, Nathan. Where school? <laughs> it's not a joke. Charlie, Newcastle are also in the trends. Newcastle are in the yeah, trends. Charlie. Yesterday, Arsenal should get out. They became the first team to stop Arsenal. From Arsenal should get out this season. But what's happening at Newcastle? Is it a new money has from come? Saudi Arabia? But you know, you know, if they tell you money gives confidence, <laughs> money changes all things. Look at Newcastle. And the same Newcastle. They have not changed one. They have not spent you know. They have spent money like that. They've had like two or three. Just two or three. So, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden, money is your motivation. Money changes things. The players are getting better dollar, better power. Smells good. And they are playing better fresh. Yeah. Money changes all things. I think there may be some reason, not all things, but yes. many things. It is changing them. Speaking of money changing all things, Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, said the challenge in Europe is over. We <laughs> are going to the Gulf to after, conquer them. After telling PS1 that everybody was chasing in Europe. Ah. Everybody. When was that? That was the past is not the present. Amen. <laughs> the past is not the present. I hear you. Champions League has won. 
euros. The man that's said that, that he wants to retire at the top level. That's How do you go and land in some, you know? He didn't say which top level. Maybe the arena. Oh, yes, no, no, no. He said it in. Uh, I think an interview ah. with a US uh, presenter. He said that he wants to retire at the and top level, and that. he was not going to go to ah, wait, Dubai. So US. Ah, he didn't say Dubai. He didn't say Arna say it's top level. So you are no, saying. No, no, no. So he now Arna say Dubai. The next game between Dubai is not Saudi Arabia. The next game between some place. Arna say and Ahila. You will be there. 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 Second social media trend brought to us by Cow Bank and Vodafone. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. To the city breakfast show, so, so. sending your messages on 0549 986996. Kofi Kenata with the song Behind the Scenes. You know, but then, before that, Nikhil was talking about there's a lot of behind the scenes activity on what he's done. <laughs> I can make fun of it, but on the real, I think the last three moves that he's made. The Juventus move, mm-hmm. if you look at what it did to the Serie A, oh, it did, it did. the value of TV rights went up. Mm-hmm. 
viewing numbers went up. Mm-hmm. I think the first five or six games Juventus played was sold out the moment he put pen to paper. You know, and of course, a lot of eyeballs went there. Mm-hmm. When he returned to Manchester United, things happened. A lot changed. We can talk about the on the pitch, but off the pitch, a lot of things changed. Jesse's sales went through yeah. the roof. Tickets went through the roof until he started misbehaving, of course. <laughs> and then we've seen this deal that he's going to do. That is a 37-year-old who is able to negotiate a deal in oh, excess of... The deal is ridiculous for what he's able to do. If, if you, according to the Athletic, if I'm quoting them, uh, if you look at the numbers from the Athletic, basically, he's earning 173 million pounds a year. That's according to Saudi state-owned media. That's what they are reporting. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, his wage for playing football is 62 million. <laughs> wow. 62. The rest is for image rights, commercial deals, and then becoming an ambassador for the country's 2030 World Cup. And I'm wow. sure that is where a lot of the money, money yeah. is. Because that thing means a lot uh, to them. So, I mean, if, and if you look at some of the numbers, I think uh, his uh, Alnasser's Twitter account went up it's by 300,000. Yeah. And it will go up by even more. As at the time, it's, perhaps it's going up by more. As mm-hmm. at the last time I checked, it was 300,000. Maybe it's going up by more. Uh, if you look at the mentions yesterday for Alnasser, Mm-hmm. On the normal, yeah. who no, no, gives Nobody. two cents about Al Nasser? Yeah, I, I, I don't care about Al Nasser. I now know their color is yellow and blue. Al who? And sometimes there's a lot to be learned from it. You are the marketing person. Uh, okay. It looks like this guy's a marketing machine. Yeah. And he knows what he's doing. It's not like he does it for fun. For me, that's why I don't know if I can introduce this uh, debate again between Ronaldo and Messi. (laughs) 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 Why do you have to do this? No, it's a healthy Wednesday morning. The dollar is fine. (laughs) How are you doing this? You see, what I'm saying is that, I mean, look, they are both wonderful players. But but I think that um, Ronaldo stands taller in many aspects than just football. Mm. Not just physically too. You, you know, <laughs> I, I'm telling you. He, he, look, this guy, Messi will be remembered for, mm, football, for football. Yes. But Ronaldo will be remembered for stardom. Mm. One is popular, one is famous. Messi is popular. Okay. Ronaldo will forever remain famous for everything he has done. Okay. Look, Guy is an enigma. He he represents so many things that you can't explain. That's why at age 37, he commands so much value. To the extent that, look, in the last couple of months, what he's been through, no country should be proud to say that you become the emblem of our quest to host the World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. But this is Ronaldo. So I'm just saying that the football has become so scientific. It's doing... For so many nations, something that as for we Ghana, we still don't get it. Which reminds me, there's a stakeholders meeting to discuss why nobody's watching the Ghana Premier League. <laughs> I have said it here. Mm-hmm. This Ghana Premier League, people will not wake up and go and watch it bef- because of football and scale. No, because we watch some on TV. One major thing that if we get right, it will change the paradigm. Is the hospitality aspect of it. But sometimes the facilities are poor. Have you seen the place? No, that's, I'm, that's why I'm saying that if we get it right, which facilities are poor? The building structures are there. Hmm. Have you been to the toilets? 
in a stadium before. Hey, I went to the NDC Congress the other time at the Kakrasport Stadium. You were trying to piss. The piss wouldn't I, come. I, I couldn't even. Oh, I couldn't even even go. Okay, there. this is Ghana. Ghanaians, eh? I can say Ghanaians, they are church-going people. It's not necessarily true. We like to go where everybody is. Ghana for. We are all there. If we make our stadia a destination for families, where families can go every weekend and be comfortable, oh, it will change everything. It will change everything. So now, you are not giving there, people the experience. No experience whatsoever. Everything is cha-cha. Hey, cha like that. You have to struggle to go there. People are sweating, sitting by you. Who wants that? Who wants that? So I'm just saying that if we can change the, that bit of it, we yeah, did it. Mm. Which means that, for instance, why don't we have a hotel in the stadium? Yeah. Why not? Why don't we have a hotel within the Accra Sports Stadium? So that if Kumasi has a folk is playing in stadium, somebody in Tamale can come knowing that I have booked a hotel within the stadium. It's good value. There's land. You see, look, I'm saying that we are thinking backwards. La. <laughs> you don't have a restaurant that you and your family, when you go maybe one hour to kickoff time, you can go and spend the hour there. It's food vending. You will buy because you are there. Good you mo- will drink because you are there. Good morning to Tego's joint. <laughs> Tego's kitchen. <laughs> Tego's kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? Let's have different levels. You know, there, there should be a heavy do bar somewhere there. There should be an equivalent mm-hmm. of uh, uh, honeysuckle be there. There. Mm-hmm. there. You know, this is how you create experiences. But you don't give, leave it to raw football. How many people will wake up and then go want to struggle just to be pushed off by somebody? You know? So I'm just saying that if we can correct that one, it will trigger something. And we still don't get it. We still look, look as a country, we say we are passionate about soccer. But the the the, the talent driven soccer of Osel Kofi's time, Infum's time, Razak time, no? right in our very own eyes, mm-hmm. the thing has changed to a scientific business mm-hmm. analytical. Everything is business. Everything is TV rights. Look, have you noticed that because of television, the whole global football has changed how they do pass. Yeah. pass yes. When they are coming to start a football, because of television, they've changed. First, you, you have to pass forward. Now look at what happens. Everybody passes mm-hmm. the same way. Because the position of the cameras. Mm-hmm. Somebody is dictating because there's money there's involved. Money to be made. But as for us, we are just we say we are passionate. We are just wasting everybody's time. We set up a certain GFA and they take their own decisions. They go and put the wrong players there. When we have the other time, I was watching uh, Arsenal versus uh, the boy Tariq Lamte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Arsenal Brighton, Brighton, Brighton versus Arsenal. Yeah. The hell that the boy gave Arsenal. Arsenal. And I'm saying you had this boy and you put him somewhere and went to take some some somebody at the uh, uh, what do you call the senior stage of his football career. To kind of just waste everybody's time. And the, the structure is that there's a GFA who has to do it. So let's all keep quiet and clap. Can you imagine? And there's a business to it. That's what I'm saying. Look, Qatar held the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we all witnessed the vicious attacks that were meted out to them yeah, they, leading, yeah, up, to leading the up to the World Cup. Did you ever hear China talk? No, no, no. <laughs> Guess who is the winner in this World Cup? I'm sure they China. Are. They didn't even play, but they won. And I'm telling you, I'll prove to you that they won. Every business regarding this World Cup went to a Chinese company. Go and check. Every business, all the stadia, major stadia, were constructed by uh, uh, what's what? China uh, Electric Company. What's the name of the company? Let, uh, let me check. No worries. Um, find it for you. Radio heads vacuum. No, it was China Railway Construction Corporation. Oh, they are here. They are building plenty things. Yeah, <laughs> they built all the stadia. They are building plenty things in Ghana. They were, they were, they were bringing that lovely, in lovely fact, when they did the final one. No. Yeah. The, I mean, look, Charlie, don't, don't go there. Go to the uh, World Cup. Even, even the buses that they used. They wrote them. Yutong buses by China. They built almost 1,000 buses specially for the World Cup. Mm. China is winning. Hydrolyzer, uh, power. Yeah. Because Qatar needed to them. get their real system by working. Power Construction Corporation of China. They provided that one too. <laughs> Charlie, hey, you have a long list too. Oh, I said everything, everything. Even look, they even do that. Even the reservoir for water, providing clean water, was constructed by Gazuba Group from Wuhan, China. Hey, like that, like that more stuff. Look, everything that stadium nine seven four. The one with the, the containers. The one that they, they removed. They yes, the was constructed by China International Marine Containers Company. They want everything, oh, and we here we still don't see the business in football. That every major region in Ghana has a stadium, and we think that is just for beautification. Go to secondary stadium. Ah, let's see, point. see, point. Let's see, the see what is left of the secondary stadium. It's in tatters. And that and one had a hotel that was never completed. And I'm saying that we don't see that the youth unemployment there, that stadium alone, that one alone, can change the issue of youth unemployment in second D. And everybody is speaking English. <laughs> speaking big, big English. And then they want to address every event. Somebody wants to speak English to address. You know, I've, I've never understood that thing. <laughs> I'm asking, but who takes notes? Why, Sky? You've been to all these things. Anybody takes notes when they are giving the address? <laughs> Papa, how should they talk? People are in a hurry to leave you. So let's get working. It's 2023. Let's get working. Let's get serious. Me, I say that sports is one of the low hanging fruits, especially football. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can use it to our advantage more than, more than we have considered. And I do not think that youth development, football management should be left only in the hands of politicians. There should be sports, admi- uh, sports administrators properly so-called, marketers properly so-called, professionals. Yeah. Uh, you need that, people doing we different people with the mindset of Herbert Mensah. Yeah. At least back in the day. I don't know about mm-hmm. Herbert now. Back in the day, the kind of I, mindset I, yeah, the, that the, Herbert yeah, Mensah yeah. approached football with, you understand? 
you can't just come in and do business as usual and look at Senegal. Look at how they are moving. Even the countries, the unsung countries in football on the continent, now they are rubbing shoulders yep. with us. And we love football, we just don't see value in it. We've <laughs> built the stadia and we've left things to rot. If you go to the stadium, you don't take that. Something will just scratch your leg. You get, you get a tetanus. Well, that's true. So why can't we solve the simple equation? We are talking about manufacturing. Ghana, we have to do, do manufacturing. Manu who? You want to manufacture in this global economy? <laughs> who can you outdo? Which resources? Comparative advantage? Competitive advantage. We don't match up. We do not match up anywhere. Today, when I, when I was a kid, you know Ghana, we used to manufacture matches. matches. We used to produce matches in Kede. Mm-hmm. Kede in the eastern region, they used to manufacture matches. The one that you own a matches, no, I can tell you all Yeah. Today, you don't even... You see, what I'm saying is that it's a lot of things happening at the global level. That we cannot control, and so when people talk about and we have to do a lot, a lot more manufacturing, I'm asking, what manufacture what for who to buy at which price? You get me? Mm -hmm. Unless it's a key item that is unique Mm -hmm. to our country. The thing is, in a globalized world, there's not Mm -hmm. much you can do about prices as they come from other countries. Mm As they come from other countries, some, if it's food for consumption, they are subsidized. Mm-hmm. They are heavily subsidized. The farmers are actually encouraged to do what they are doing because they have to feed their population. And then the excess, they export. Yes. And we use the small dollar we have to go and buy. We have sports. We have entertainment. We have tourism. We have tourism. Mm-hmm. And we are not making good sense out of these elements. We want to leave that one and go and do manufacturing and we can never ever be competitive. Anyway, we'll come back. <laughs> so listen to the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is your money. A personal finance segment. And it's uh, brought to us by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. What yeah. I have to tell you um, for your money is basically to take care of your health because we have a long year ahead of mm. us and the best way to make money is where you are healthy and are able to deploy your energy to earn money. So if you cannot take good care of your health by eating well, mm-hmm. drinking well and ensuring that you have an insurance cover that protects you and your family, you would be in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. So I would urge you this very moment to call up an insurance institution that is interested in protecting your health so that you can insure yourself, insure your family, and in the end, you would have a successful 2023, mm. hopefully. Mm. That was your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Still the city breakfast show. Now the thing of going to school this year, Heritage Christian College is at Amasaman behind the Olympic Stadium. You should consider them accredited by GTEC affiliated to KNUST. They've got BBA programs, BSc Information Technology, Bachelor of Theology, tutorials for professional programs, and media and IT short courses. We've got scholarships, they've got great faculty. Call them on 0547 or 0202298399. This January, they have a 50% tuition waiver for all January 2023 fresh students. Heritage Christian College offering world-class university education and training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. 
If you want to head out to Canada, speak to Askia Immigration Consulting Services. They will help you discover everything you need to know. Find them at number one airport, Square Airport, City, Accra, Ghana, Jason Holiday in Hotel. Or visit their website, askiamigration.com for free consultation. Or you can call 0506-012-289 or 0241-318-890 or 0595-449054 or email welcome at askiamigration.com. Askia Immigration Consulting Services, the joy of greatness for your journey to Canada. The special prosecutor or the office of the special prosecutor. So they've put out their report looking at what they've done in the last half year. Very interesting thing. Some of the things we know, some of the things made front pages. Others did not make front pages, but it was still, or those things were still covered by the OSP in terms of its uh, fight against corruption. And the fight against corruption has been happening for years. There are those who believe that we are not winning. There are those who believe we are making some progress. But the OSP's report is out, or the half-year report, just detailing some of the things that's been, uh, some of the things that have been happening. Richard, you've been going through the report. What exactly is the OSP saying and telling Ghanaians on its mandate? Um, in terms of fighting corruption and corruption-related offences? Well, basically, I mean, you know that the Nanadu administration, when it came into office, decided to uh, hive off, uh, you know, the, 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 the rule of fighting corruption mm-hmm. um, in the courts and, and, and other places uh, from the ages department and related institutions like, for instance, um, the Yoko and then to a large extent because you know Shiraj is not exactly prosecutorial um, and, and then create an office and, and, and give that um, mandate to them which is now the office of the special prosecutor now you would note that um, the act establishing the office of the special prosecutor um, 2017 basically provides specific mandates um, that the office would have to carry out. And uh, also, if you look at Section 3.3 of that particular act, there is an, uh, what you call obligation imposed upon the special prosecutor mm-hmm. uh, to prepare um, you know, half-year report and then make that available uh, to you know, the, the public. And then you know, they also report to Parliament as to exactly what they are doing. So this particular report... Uh, basically deals with that. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the preface of the document, for instance, the special prosecutor says that in mm-hmm. pursuance of Section 3.3 uh, or Section 3, Subsection 3 of the Office of the Special Prosecutor Act 2017, Act um, 959, I present to you the second half-yearly report under my tenure as Special Prosecutor. Okay. Now, this report offers an insight into the corruption cases investigated and co- prosecuted by the Office of the Special Prosecutor and the highlights of activities undertaken by the Office between the 1st of August 2022 and the 31st of December 2022. And something he says, that notwithstanding continuous debilitating financial and material constraints and the non-issuance of its establishment budget, the OSP has performed its uh, fourfold functions of investigating, prosecuting, asset recovering, and preventing corruption and corruption-related offenses commendably. Now, the impact of the operations of the OSP resonates in all provinces of life. It goes on to say that we are conscious of the practical consideration that we cannot snuff out corruption. There is 
force in that reckoning. However, as we apply well-structured systems, technology and intelligence-led operations, we are rendering corruption a highly risky enterprise for the criminally minded. And he goes on to say, we are, we, we, as we firm up the drive against corruption and our message is registered strongly in the minds of uh, people that sooner or later they will be arrested, prosecuted and the assets seized and confiscated to the state, the incidence of corruption will surely decline. Now, this will restore confidence, promote the rule of law, and assure fairness and justice. And then uh, it concludes by saying that we have a wonderful opportunity here to change the discourse on the fight against corruption and we get things effectively and efficiently working. I invite all sectors of the economy and individuals to support the OSP in its uh, vision of rendering corruption costly and unattractive in all its forms through sustaining repression and suppression. So the question is, uh, what are the key you know, developments and uh, some of the things that uh, they highlighted in this particular report? Mm. Um, so, for instance, they dealt with an there's a section for introduction. Um, there's also a section for developments yes. that have happened since. Then there are cases which they basically are pre- presently investigating or prosecuting. And then those that investigations have concluded, uh, cases relating to ongoing investigations, and uh, it goes on to deal with um, many other things, and then comes with a conclusion. Um, so let me just highlight some of the key cases yes, yes. that um, they, they have been dealing with. So, for instance, if you go to um, the area of prosecutions, the document says that there has not been any convictions or acquittals in respect of cases pending before the criminal courts during the period under review. Okay. Now, two so meaning that the cases are ongoing. Exactly. There has not been, uh, you know, a ter- uh, you know, determination or termination of these cases. Now, the two criminal cases are being tried before um, the courts are one, the, Refub- the Republic versus Ajinim Watting AJ and another. Now, you know that this case has to do with the trial of former chief executive officer of the Procurement BDP. Authority and his brother-in-law. And it is pending before the criminal division of the High Court. Now, you know that he's been charged with eight counts of using public office for profit and nine counts of directly and indirectly influencing the procurement process to obtain an unfair advantage in the award of public contracts. Now, his brother-in-law, however, is charged with one count of using public office for profit. Now, the other case has to do with Alexander Kwabena Safukatanka, uh, the D.C. nominee uh, in the Ashanti region, <laughs> who allegedly <laughs> paid money to voters in order to get their vote at the district yeah. assembly in order to become, uh, what they call a district chief executive, a municipal chief executive, actually. You know, he's facing 26 counts of corruption hey. in respect of uh, <laughs> that particular matter. So those are the two cases currently before the courts. Uh, we will only urge that perhaps the, the OS People would have to work fast yeah. enough to ensure yeah. that um, you know they, they secure uh, a determination before the courts, uh, and mm-hmm. then we get on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Because you know the the one relating to the the other guy, um, the MC, not the MC, the the, the procurement chief. Yeah. I mean, it's it's traveling some distance, and yes. perhaps you know would have the to. Writing, yeah, the court should help with yeah. that. That's almost two years old now. Exactly. And then the, the two other high-profile ones on which investigations have concluded, mm. the Charles Bissiu matter, the gentleman in the office oh, of the okay. president uh, who was supposed to have been caught on, um, on, 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 on camera um, accepting what 
is alleged to be bribes from Tiger IPI foes. Uh, that matter, they, I'm told that investigations have concluded and later this particular month, prosecution will begin. So mm. we expect that to happen um, later this month. Uh, and then also another one that will most likely be prosecuted today, uh, later this, this particular month is the one having to do with the Northern Re- Development Authority. Here, the document says that the office has concluded investigation into suspected corruption and uh, corruption-related offenses in respect of a contract awarded by the Northern De- Development Authority uh, to A&QS Consortium Limited for consultancy services under the Infrastructure for Poverty Reduction uh, Program, especially in respect of the quantum of the contract sum. Now, the special prosecutor or an authorized officer will issue directives and further action on this particular matter in due course. Okay. All right. Then you also have, you know, ongoing investigations and, and, and all of that. Okay. So, uh, so, uh, so this is a summary of what the OSP has been up to in the last few months. They should pay them. Pay them. Yeah. I think the, the, the big issue really there, it's, it's the fact that they have some 20 or so odd staff who are doing the work that they are, they are doing. I mean, you know, and, and, and the, the, the tragedy is also that they have not been paid for 16 months or so. So look at this document that they have been able to produce. And there are investigations into allegations of bribery in Parliament, issues of electricity company-related uh, you know, procurement and all of that, illegal mining, gaming commission having issues. They are investigating all of these things. But you see, if you don't give them the money that they need and the staff and the related logistics, how would they be able to perform their mandate? Hmm. So... A government that is serious about protecting the public press, because that was what the president this, this claimed. This is a flagship. That we are it's better protectors of the public press. If you are, we should show it. We should show work. And showing work also includes giving them the budget that they need to run that office. Mm. Like I said in the morning, there has been a commitment on the floor of parliament that money will be provided. But the, the, the officer is complaining that although allocations are made, they are not released. Are released. So the releases must come because these are men and women. They can go hungry too. And when they go, people go hungry. We know what people sometimes do. We are not saying they will do that. But don't they, put them in that position. That position. That, that, that Things are difficult up. for everybody. Mm. All right, still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Remember, at 9 a.m., we have the Effective Living Series Day 3. And it's brought to us by Enterprise Motor Insurance. They've got the Enterprise Motor Insurance promo. Simply buy or renew your motor insurance with Enterprise and win instant gifts such as floor coupons, branded gift items, and qualify for the monthly raffle draws with amazing rewards. What's more, you extend the chance of winning an iPhone 14 washing machine, high-pressure car washer, Vacuum cleaner, auto tire inflator, and in the final month, a premium crotch rocket motorbike. So call your insurance broker or agent or visit any enterprise branch for your motor insurance and get free fuel coupons and be the possible winner of these amazing rewards at our, in our monthly raffle draws from January to June. Now, this promo is regulated by the National Lottery Authority on the Caritas Lottery platform. T's and C's apply. Enterprise, your advantage.
Let's tell the City Breakfast show your thoughts and comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. Remember, at 9, we've got the Effective Living Series Day 3. Still talking about the fiscal preparations. So we'll continue our conversation today. We're talking lifestyle diseases. All of that happening from 9 a.m. Alright, let's move on. Before we get into the Effective Living series, let's talk some education. And the University of Ghana School of Law has made it its business to bring legal education to the doorsteps of every Ghanaian and also foreigners. Beginning this January, the University of Ghana School of Law is rolling out 19 twin programs in LLM and MA for everyone aspiring to see greater academic heights and uh, we are privileged to have officials here to talk about these programs and why everybody should be excited i've got several people here but let me start with uh, professor raymond atuguba he's somebody who knows the law very very well so i think he's in the best place to tell us a lot about these uh, programs and uh Ladies and gen- gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. I trust we are fine. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Professor Tuguba, let me start off with you. Um, why this initiative? And can you tell us what exactly these programs are and what the investee is offering to those who are interested? Great. So the, the main thing these programs seek to do is to provide more specialized training for persons who have one a degree in law okay and want to do specialized training in particular areas of the law okay the second and for us the more important one is to provide legal training to persons who do not have any previous formal background in law that means anyone who has a degree in anything mathematics accounting biology to study the law related to particular areas of national endeavor or personal endeavor okay. or business endeavor. I see. You realize that since 1992, when our constitution came into force, and for the last 30 years, there has been what I call the lawification of national life, where everything is supposed to be according to law, and people keep asking. Is X, Y, Z legal or illegal? <laughs> is it legal for a deputy speaker who is presiding to vote? Mm. Is it legal to have a haircut? <laughs> is it legal to restructure debt? Is it legal to have X become president? Or do we have to go for uh, an election petition to verify the true winner of the elections? Okay. Everything is according to the law. The second thing is that the law is used not only as a shield, as I've just described, Mm -hmm. but also as a sword. What do I mean by that? We have now started weaponizing law Mm -hmm. and using it to fight our political, economic, and social battles. Okay. So I want to be an MP. My struggle doesn't only end with contesting. If I contest and lose... 
I turn to the law. And then I say, according to law, my opponent who won is an Ivorian national (laughs) or a Bukinabe. Do you see? So you're using the law as a weapon. Because of this, everyone is rushing to law school. We used to be the only law school 20 years ago. We now have 17 of them. (laughs) And we have thousands of LLB graduates all struggling to enter the law school. What we're saying is that you don't need to become a lawyer to be an expert on IT law. You don't need to become a lawyer to be an expert on commercial law or corporate law. You don't need to become a lawyer to be an expert on tax law. So let's say you work at GRE. You come and apply for our Master of Arts in tax law law. and policy. We teach you all of the law you need to know on tax law in Ghana. We even add international taxation to it for you. And before that, we take you through a basic course in law that teaches you about what, where the law comes from in Ghana, what constitutes the law, what is our legal system, how does the legal system operate, what do lawyers do, how do lawyers think. With that basic knowledge in law, you can then zoom into tax law mm. and appreciate it better. I see. So that's the reason why we are, we are uh, mounting these programs. And let me emphasize, you don't need an LLB to do the masters okay. with any degree at all any degree you can come and do any of the 19 programs Good. if you don't mind I'll let clara list the programs okay. so that we know what's on offer yeah listeners we also have um, clara kasati who's a law lecturer we have kweku bredu who's a law lecturer as well and godwin jokotu they are all here in the studio so madam i think you can list yes yeah, so the the 19 twin programs um and as as dean noted they, they are twin programs because we have the llm and we have the ma that is solely for non-lawyers okay. or people without um, a law degree. They they are corporate and commercial law, mm-hmm. tax law, policy and practice, law and practice of public administration, national security law and practice, alternative dispute resolution, energy law, gender and the law, health law and ethics, human rights law and practice, information technology law, Law and Development, International Law, Labor Law, Financial Markets Law and Regulation, Law for Micro, Small and Medium Enterprises, Law of the Sea and Ocean Governance, Maritime Law, Natural Resources Law and Paralegal Practice. I see. That's that's a lot. And it covers several things, a lot of the things that we discuss in the public domain. Um, But are, are are all these accredited? Are all these accredited? Thank you very much for that question. And we want to assure you, to report to you, that indeed all the 19 programs of the LLM and the MA programs have all been duly accredited by the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, which is GTEC. And beyond that, they've also actually gone through a process within the university, starting from what we call the GPC, which is a general purpose, uh, what do you call it, uh, committee. committee. It's gone through what we call the SMC. We've also gone through the college and ended up at GTEC. Okay. So in terms of the quality assurance, mm. it's, it's gone, gone through, through, through all of these things. 
Now, with the advent of technology, I'm just curious. Do I have to be there in person? Are there other options? Assuming I'm so busy, I can't make it physically. Is there a, an online option for me to take? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, as as you introduce the question, with the advent of technology, mm-hmm. so definitely uh, we are running these programs both as in person and online. Okay. Uh, and <clears throat> however. Uh, because we need students to interact with one another and challenge one another mm-hmm. in thought concerning the various topics being treated. So we are encouraging that the first two weeks be in person and somewhere in the middle, about two weeks in the middle of the semester, in person and then at the end. At the end okay. okay, so yes, there's a facility for both in person and um, online. online. I see. Yes. And so, uh, if yeah. I may, uh, the, then let me add the issue of... Uh, should I miss a class? Yes. Okay. How do I handle it? Uh, once University of Ghana uses Microsoft Teams for our online teaching, and once you are a student of the university, you have an official account with Teams. Teams. Okay. So when a class is over, if you are if you are unable to attend, uh, you can always go back to the recording. Uh, even though, yes, we encourage that try and be there as a, uh, in person. If you cannot join online so the third option is if you can't do any of these two their classes are is, is recorded and available okay great now for for those who yes you wanted to add something it's just a little bit i want to add to this um, discussion which has to do with the fact that we have several international partnerships mm-hmm. so that in terms of the teaching faculty they're going to have from within the school outside of the school and internationally. I see. And if you take a subject like the law of the sea mm. and ocean governance, of which I'm the coordinator, okay. what you will find is that we have an existing partnership with the Arctic University in Norway. Okay. And when there's a center called the Norwegian Center for the Law of the Sea. So we'll be collaborating with them for the purposes of running this particular program. So there are times you could come down or do it by way electronically. Electronically. Wonderful. Now, for those who want to be there and be punctual and see the physical class and experience the physical class, what time uh, are the classes, what times do the classes take place and where exactly will they be held in terms of the lectures? Uh, so, the the city campus, uh, Accra City Campus, okay. is the venue mm. uh, that we have. That we have it's simply because... The the bulk we expect the bulk of students to come from work areas uh-huh. like the courts, like the ministries, like lawyers. So proximity businesses to as well. okay. yeah, and businesses uh-huh. as well. So proximity to them is, is important. That's the reason why we are not using uh, the University of Ghana campus. We are okay. using the Accra, Accra City campus. Okay. Okay. And obviously, one question one question that comes up is. Uh, the the standard, the quality, are we meeting the standard, the quality mm-hmm. that we have on the University of Ghana campus? Yes. Uh, we've worked with the Accra City campus, worked with the University of Ghana officials to make sure that the facilities uh, on the campus are upgraded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, talking about the timing, the uh, Monday through Thursday, uh, we have one hour for tutorial compulsory for everybody, which is 5 to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. will be the lectures. Okay. So that's Monday through Thursday. Except on Fridays where we have uh, double sessions. Uh, so the first session is 2 
to 5 p.m., which is 2 to 3 for tutorial, 3 to 5 for lecture. And then the second session is 5 to 6 uh, for tutorial and 6 to 8 for mm. the lecture. For the lecture, great. So somebody is listening. This is great. It's all well and good. What are the entry uh, requirements? For the entry requirement, it's a first degree in any field. Any like field at all. Any field at <laughs> all. Uh, just a first degree, a first degree in any field. We are looking at second, um, uh, minimum second lower upwards. If someone has a third class, they can still apply. We have opportunity even for those who have a third class, but there will be an interview so that we can assess um, how well the person will be able to follow the course and okay. all of that. So minimum a first, um, okay. first degree in any field. Mm. And we should add that... Um, Apart from the international collaborations, we also have collaborations with industry. So this isn't just looking purely at academics. We are also looking at industry and their businesses. So for personal development, even for the applicants, uh, if you look at the structure of the course, it covers everything that individually the applicants will benefit greatly mm. from the programs. Great. Now, so so this is happening. Uh, Professor Tugba, you mentioned people want to go to Makola and all of that. For somebody who goes through this, what does it mean for them? Assuming they want to pursue that path of going through the conventional law school at Makola, what happens to such a person? Um, the person would definitely have an advantage because the person will be introduced um, to law. But that person will still have to do the full cycle ah, to become a lawyer. Okay. This one doesn't uh, make you a lawyer. Yes. Okay. Our colleagues would, would also address that okay. uh, when okay. they come. Okay, great, great. Um, this final bits uh, deadline for registration and the cost. Somebody is wondering, okay, I like this, I'm interested. How much is it going to cost me? <laughs> okay. Our colleagues can. Okay, do okay, great. I, I think I think we can we can get those done. Uh, but great, it's 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 wonderful chatting with you. I had Professor Raymond Atuguba here. We also had uh, who's a law lecturer. We also had Kwekubwedu, law lecturer. We had Godwin Jokoto, law lecturer. And Clara Kasati, who's a law lecturer, just telling us a bit more about the University of Ghana School of Law and their new plan to roll out 19 twin programs in LLM and MAs. For those who want to get specific legal education in specified areas, just so you are a better professional and you are better versed. Alright, let's keep the conversation going. Alright, let's keep the conversation going. We've uh, still been joined by some other friends. Let me get their names and then we'll continue our conversation on that. I have a gentleman and two ladies. Welcome, welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you. Happy New Year. Okay. Okay. Listeners. Okay. Great. So uh, we got some great info from the lecturers. Um, let's just get on. What, any additional piece of info you may you may want to add to to what has been said already? Okay, well, uh, I think I think uh, Prof and the team, the earlier team that were here, have done a wonderful job in terms of articulating the various course offerings, the reasoning behind the courses, and all, and. Um, the fact that you do not necessarily have to have a bachelor's of law in order to be eligible to apply for this program. And I think that needs to be re-emphasized. 
a few things that probably we may want to add in terms of uh, the issues of cost. And I know that sometimes ah. people always say that. Um, how much would it cost me to pursue this master's program? And um, how are the payment terms like? Okay. And uh, given the fact that now University of Ghana has come out with, as it were, a publication on <laughs> the, what the, the new fees the are. New fees are I know this is a, a very important issue for many. And so in terms of the entire cost of the program is approximately uh, 25,000 Ghana cities okay. for everything, for the, for the entire course. So you have a breakdown. For a year or two? A year. A year, okay. A year. So you have a breakdown of the fees being um, about 22,400 uh, for admission and other processes. And so we are envisaging that some little, little cost that may come up to it, you are looking at not spending more than 25,000 for the duration of the program. And I think the unique thing about this first cohort is that they are completing in a record time of eight months. Eight Be- months? Because they are not going on the vacation, mm. the great, the long vacation as we know it. So you have the course start in January somewhere by August. We should see them coming to an end of the program. That's also one thing that the first entrants have mm. as uh, something that they can look out for. For non ghanaians I think the fee is about uh, 9178 USD. And all the information that you need, you can find it on our website on law.ug.edu.ch. Okay. Alright, uh, listen, so that was William Kofi yeah. Usudemitia. He's a lecturer. I also have Zena Bayariga, who's a lecturer, and Rachel Hazel, yeah. also a lecturer. Yeah. Uh, ladies, welcome. I, um, I don't know what, what other bits you may want to add. Uh, well, um, I'd also emphasize that the program is one year. I mean, a lot of people know how long it takes to complete any law program, but this LLM master's program is just a year. Just so a year? Just a year. So you'll be um, graduating, as my colleague said, in eight to nine months. We are done with the program. You have your degree, and then you become a specialist in any of the courses that you selected. Another thing I want to talk about is the admission process. Okay. It is fairly easy. You just go to our website and then click on the LLM ME icon. You just um, do the necessary application, submit the required documents, and after that, you'll be invited for interviews. Another thing <laughs> I'd want to talk about is the fact that this ME um, LLM program admission process does not require writing exams. I know a lot of people are terrified of writing exams. As a lecturer myself, I'm scared of the idea of writing exams. But here we're not conducting any exams for our applicants. It's just an interview. So for our people who are terrified, our applicants out there who are terrified of writing exams, I mean, you completed school 10, 15 years ago, you do not want to write exams. We are going to exempt you from that stress. So Mm. just the application process, submit the documents, and then we would invite you for an interview. Okay. Let's wrap it up with any news on the deadline. Somebody is listening and is wondering, is it is it past the deadline? When can I apply? Where can I pick up a form? And all of those things. Okay. Um, so presently, due to um, demands that have been made on the school, we've extended the deadline, which was previously the 31st of December 2022 mm-hmm. to the 31st of January 2022. Mm-hmm. We still have 2023. some... 2023. <laughs> thank you. We have pending applications, and we expect that they, should, they will be completed by that time. And for anyone who is out there who is still interested in... Enlarging their network, um, business contacts, acquiring functional knowledge and 
expertise in these areas, they should not hesitate to uh, uh, um, pick up um, a form and they can easily do that on our website uh, if they could quickly go to um, law the um, law mm-hmm. law dot ug dot edu dot gh okay. i'll take it again law dot ug dot edu dot gh okay. that's where they can find the form they can so they find can the form the, download every, it every information every we are presenting here is there oh, as a matter of fact okay. all the brochures to all the 1920 courses are available the okay. cost elements uh, procedures for application every single detail is yeah. thorough we, we are not doing paper application, so <laughs> so everything is online. I mean, it's a seamless process. You start and you finish. You upload your documents. Everything is in a portal, and we will do the vetting online. Even when you come for the interviews, those who just who came for the last one, you realize that we stopped the paper documents. Just cross-checking your actual certificates and all, but everything we try to because mm. we are in a technological age, okay. try to have that. As part of it, and as we emphasize, we need to let people know you do not necessarily have to have a degree in law to apply. If you have a master's degree with a good pass, as we've indicated, in very exceptional circumstances, third class, mm. but second class lower and above, you are able to apply, and then we'll consider your application for the various specialized offerings that Great. are being given. Great, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so so much. We had William Kofi Wusudemitia is a law lecturer. Zena Bayarga, also a lecturer, and Rachel Hazel, also a lecturer. We've been talking about the University of Ghana's new initiative they want to introduce, or they, they have actually introduced 19 twin programs in LLM and MAs. Yes, so for those who may experience any form of challenges or they may have questions, please contact our admission support at the um, secretariat. You can call Naomi on 024475-9997. I take it again, 024475-9997. Or you can call Veronica on 024465 you can also pass by our secretariat at the UG School of Law and they are more than willing to assist you. Or you can also send us an email and we would assist you with your admission process. Okay. And what was the email address? Can you just give us that if you have it? You can contest as um, UG School of Law. Okay. U, um, UG.edu.gh. Okay. So okay. UG School of Law at... Do okay. Do Great. Thank you so so much. I'm sure lots and lots of people will be very interested in in doing this. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. We had well, um, William Kofi Osudemitia, Zena Bayarga, and Rachel Hazel. They are all lectures at the University of Ghana School of Law. So you heard it. You can call zero two four four seven five triple nine seven just to find out what exactly is going on. If this is something you like, sign up. And they are saying it's online. No more carrying of papers. No, no, no. It's online apply and if you get through great wonderful guys it's been fun chatting with you and all the best thank you thank you for having us let's tell the city breakfast show we'll take a very quick break when we come back it's day three of our effective living series today we are talking lifestyle diseases when we come back we'll head straight into the effective living series this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation 
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Welcome to day three of our Effective Living Series 2023. Today we are talking understanding lifestyle diseases. Bernard Avla will be speaking with Dr. Yakoba Tiasi, Senior Lecturer at University of Ghana Medical School and Head of the National Diabetes Management and Research Center. Remember that the Effective Living Series is brought to us by Enterprise Motor Insurance. We've got the motor insurance promo, and they say simply buy or renew your motor insurance with Enterprise and win instant gifts such as floor coupons, branded gift items, and you qualify for the monthly raffle draw with amazing rewards. Wait no more, call your insurance broker agent or visit any Enterprise branch for your motor insurance. Get free floor coupons and be the possible winner of these amazing rewards at the end of the period ending our monthly draws between January and June. This promo is regulated by the National Lottery Authority on the Caritas Lottery platform. T's and C's apply. Enterprise is your advantage. Well, let's get into day three of Effective Living Series. Today we are talking about understanding lifestyle diseases. Welcome to another edition of your Effective Living Series coming to you on CTFM and CTTV. My name is Bernard Avle. This first week we're looking at the physical preparation for the year 2023 under the broad theme of 2023 Starter Pack. Today we're talking about lifestyle diseases and we'll zero in on one of the commonest diabetes. My guest is a consultant endocrinologist and diabetologist. It's just a powerful thing. She is also the head of the National Diabetes Management and Research Center author as well of this wonderful book called let's talk diabetes i'll tell you more about this book later dr Jacob Asante, good to have you thank you bernard happy new year happy new year to you too so lifestyle diseases are very common diseases we read about them in the newspapers but what do they mean for those of us who are not doctors and scientists when you say lifestyle disease, what do you mean by that well when we talk about a lifestyle disease mm. is a disease that you get mm by your daily habits, mm -hmm. what you do or what you don't do. Because there are things we must do and there are things we shouldn't do. Okay. And so there are sometimes you can get some of these diseases just because of what you do habitually or repeatedly or what you do not do habitually or repeatedly. And what has it in that and non-communicable diseases? Well, most of the non-communicable diseases are lifestyle. You know, are, are lifestyle diseases. So. Okay. So, as against infectious diseases? Yes. Infectious diseases, you don't have much control over it. Somebody gets something, they infect you. So, COVID is an infectious disease? An infectious disease. You can't do help. But you can have a husband living with you who has a lifestyle disease, but you choose to do the right thing, and you won't get the, you know, that particular lifestyle disease. So, so 
as Captain Planet said, in lifestyle disease, the power is yours. It is yours, really. Okay. So what are the general types of lifestyle disease or examples of lifestyle diseases? Well, there are many lifestyle diseases, but we can mention a few. The mm. commonest, let's say, are what we call the broad group of diseases called cardiovascular diseases. And cardiovascular diseases are diseases of the heart and the blood vessels in the body. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, we have diseases like obesity. Mm -hmm. Years ago, we didn't think obesity was a disease. We thought mm -hmm. obesity was a symptom of, you know, a disease. Mm -hmm. But now we realize that obesity in itself is a disease on its own because it has complications. Mm -hmm. Then we have diseases like type 2 diabetes, and I'm mm -hmm. sure we'll come to that later mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. We have diseases like um, some cancers actually can are lifestyle diseases. For example, if you smoke, you are prone or you are at risk of getting lung cancer. So some cancers can be lifestyle diseases. Mm -hmm. But we have diseases like chronic respiratory diseases. Mm -hmm. Can also, you know, there are also non-communicable diseases, but also can be lifestyle diseases because one of the commonest um, respiratory diseases that we call chronic obstructive uh, pulmonary disease, COPD, is common in people who smoke as well. So, you know, the, the list is, is long, long, but... So under cardiovascular, I'm guessing... High blood pressure, mm -hmm. strokes, strokes, heart uh, attacks, heart attacks are under the cardiovascular. Are under the cardiovascular. Then, then obesity is on its own. On its own. And type two diabetes. Yeah. You distinguish type two from the other types. Yes. Which means that type one is not A lifestyle. lifestyle. It's more like hereditary. Yes. Then you have uh, you mentioned the fourth one. COPD. Chronic respiratory something. Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. For those who smoke. Yes. I see. Uh, which of these is the commonest of all the lifestyles you mentioned? Is the common in Ghana? Well, I think cardiovascular disease will be the commonest. Generally, but generally, but the highest contributor of cardiovascular disease is probably type two diabetes. Hey, so type two is also contributing cardiovascular. Yes, it's it's time on its own it's as well. It's on its own, but hey. it feeds heavily into cardiovascular disease. And wow. so we must we must look at that very carefully. I see. Um, Again, while we're in this corridor of lifestyle, cardiovascular, so what are the general lifestyles that predispose a person to, say, cardiovascular diseases? Well, we can start with physical activity. Okay. Physical activity is very, very important in mm -hmm. preventing a lot of cardi um, cardiovascular and other lifestyle diseases. Mm -hmm. Let's say I'm a Christian, so I, let's take the story of Genesis. Mm -hmm. In the beginning when we were put in the Garden of Eden, I don't mm -hmm. think we were meant to sit down like this. <laughs> what were we meant to do? We were supposed to tend move. the farms, yes. move, mm. chase the cheetahs and the lions and keep them, mm. you know. But unfortunately or fortunately, now mm. we find ourselves in a situation where we sit for long hours. And you get home tired. You've been working. It's just that you haven't been active. Mm. And so physical inactivity is a very major risk factor mm -hmm. in lifestyle diseases. Okay. Our food mm. is also an important risk factor. Okay. What we eat, what we shouldn't eat, what we are eating too much of mm. becomes very important in lifestyle diseases. And I'm mm -hmm. sure you would have discussed it earlier. Mm -hmm. We can touch briefly on it if necessary. Yeah. And of course, what you inhale. What, what you, you inhale, what you smoke, what you drink. <laughs> what you drink. What you drink is mm. important. Mm. Okay. Brilliant. Let's come to diabetes. Right. Um, generally, they, when I was young, they said, oh, if you eat sugar, you get diabetes. So don't eat too much sugar. That's what I was told. But I, I'm, I'm told that's actually what it is. There, it's more nuanced than that. So what is diabetes? Why are there types of diabetes? 
So diabetes, largely, diabetes just means that you have a lot of blood sugar, sugar in your blood. Mm -hmm. And you get blood sugar being high because there's something in your body that must cater for your blood sugar that doesn't work properly. Mm -hmm. Anytime we eat, the food is converted to glucose and it's in our blood. Mm -hmm. Something must take the blood glucose or the glucose from the blood and give it to the body, give it to the muscles, give it to mm -hmm. the heart, give it to every part of the body needs this blood sugar. Nothing is called insulin. Mm -hmm. When you have a problem with insulin, then you get your sugar remains high and people call it or it's called starvation in the midst of plenty. Mm. So there's blood sugar, there's high blood sugar. Meanwhile, the rest of the body that needs the sugar is starving because there's a defect in insulin. Either you don't have any insulin at all or you don't have enough insulin or you have insulin but it, doesn't, it just doesn't work properly. Oh. And that sort of clarifies, you know, the types. The types. Mm. So to get this point, most food you eat converts to glucose. Glucose must be absorbed into your system. Yes. Insulin is what helps that to happen. Yes, insulin so moves it from moves the blood, it from away the blood, from the blood into the tissues. Creates the key. Yes. Now, if insulin is absent, the blood, the glucose cannot enter. Yes. If insulin is in small quantities, some will enter, but most of it will be not. in blood. Or if insulin is there but it's not working well. Yes. So that's why. So which one is type one diabetes? Which one is type two? Which one is type? So the type 1 diabetes are those who do not have insulin at all. And usually because the production site of insulin called the pancreas has been destroyed by the body's own antibodies. Mm. Now we all have antibodies. If you've had COVID before, you probably have antibodies to COVID. And so for some unknown reason, mm. the body now forms antibodies against the pancreas, which is a factory of insulin production, and mm -hmm. destroys it. And so in type 1 diabetes, they often do not have insulin at all. And so wow. the, blood just the sugar just stays in the blood and doesn't feed the body. So what does the sugar feeding the body do? Is that what makes you able to move and get energy? The sugar in our body or the glucose in our body is the body's fuel. Okay. That is what we run on. Without glucose, your body doesn't you know, function properly. You can't function so if properly. The, if the system doesn't absorb the glucose... Even though there's sugar in your body, it's not helping you to do anything. Anything. It's That's why I, I say that it's called starvation it's in the midst of plenty. Just so like having a, a tank full of fuel, but you don't have, I'm not sure whether it's transmitters or the pump or something isn't yeah. working very well. So the pancreas is what produces the insulin. Yes. And in type 1 diabetes, is type 1 diabetes hereditary? Yes. Largely hereditary. So it's not, nothing to do with your lifestyle? No. Initially, I see. What percentage of diabetes in Ghana is type 1? Generally, we say that about 10%, 8 to 10% of diabetes is type 1. Okay. And about 90% is type 2. Ooh. Which one is type 2 diabetes then? So type 2 diabetes is why we are here. It's the one mm -hmm. that is a lifestyle disease. Mm -hmm. It's because of largely, even though there's a very big family component or a genetic component, mm -hmm. largely there's something you can do about type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. Especially if you are inactive, you, are, you have a sedentary lifestyle, you're not eating right, you are overweight or obese, you have hypertension, you have all the other, some of the other risk factors. And type 2 can be, you know, you can do something about type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. But type 1 there, there isn't no, much, much you, can, you do. can do to prevent yeah. it. This is the Effective Living Series, and we're talking lifestyle diseases. My guest is Dr. Yakoba Tiasi. We're discussing generally lifestyle disease, but I'm zeroing on type 2 diabetes. Not just because she has a beautiful book about it. It's almost like a self-help book, but it's because the more knowledge you have, the longer you live. Apparently, this is a quote in the book. So 
uh, I'm told that it, it, there was a quote you said that somebody said knowledge is one of the treatments for diabetes and the, the person said no knowledge is the main treatment yes. so the more information you have yes. the better your lifestyle so you've spoken about diet spoken about exercise so if you talk about type 2 what can you elaborate on the lifestyles that predisposes a person to get type 2 diabetes so some of the lifestyle, you know, things that we do that can predispose you to type 2 diabetes, we've said it already, mm -hmm. is being sedentary. Mm -hmm. Also, often, you know, we don't eat right. Mm -hmm. We have high carbohydrate meals, mm. very high in fats, very little protein. We don't eat fruits and vegetables. Mm. And these are important to prevent type 2 diabetes. Mm. There are many other things, too much alcohol, drinking, mm. you know, and recently it's been even said that poor sleep, if you don't sleep properly, it can predispose you to type 2 diabetes. Wow. So when it comes to lifestyle, what do we do every day? Every day we, we eat, every day we move, every day we sleep. Mm. The, the very things, the basic mm -hmm. things that we do every day, we mm. must do them right. Otherwise we expose ourselves to getting some When, when you say carbohydrates, I think you need to elaborate a bit because uh, I think one of the previous speakers was talking about... Um, macronutrients and micronutrients you're talking about like for example you said kinky is not the same as rice in that conversation and white rice is not the same as brown rice so apparently even with food there are different types of carbohydrates and what they do if i just wanted to touch a bit on on, on that so in ghana generally we eat a lot of carbohydrates yes, so mostly big fufu soup around it with a lot of meat the food the food doesn't look green at all is there any formula for good diet that helps you to reduce your predisposition to type 2 diabetes? So what I'm coming to tell you is mm -hmm. what we actually tell patients to eat in terms of diet. Mm -hmm. And that is what everybody must do to prevent diabetes. Mm -hmm. Generally, if you take a plate of food, about a quarter of it must be carbohydrates. Oh, just one quarter? Yes. Serious. Then about half thereabouts should be vegetables and, you know, a bit of fruits. Then mm -hmm. you can have a little bit, the other quarter being protein and a little bit of fat. Serious? And with the carbohydrates, mm. we have the ones that are preferred, the complex mm. carbohydrates, mm -hmm. the unrefined carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. These are broken down very slowly and mm -hmm. will raise your blood sugar also slowly. Compared to the polished or refined carbohydrates like polished rice or a fizzy drink, it's all carbohydrates, to be converted into sugar very rapidly. And so, you know, and very high, your sugar levels will go very high. So those ones are preferred. And I'm sure that's why the person before me, the diet therapist, said that um, not all carbohydrates are the same. Because, yes, we have the refined carbohydrates and the unrefined carbohydrates. Mm. And you must choose the unrefined as much as possible. Mm. So the unrefined ones are what you call in the book slow-release carbohydrates. Slow release Brown rice, whole meal bread, kinky wheat, and oats. Yes. Whereas the fast-release carbohydrates are usually sugary carbohydrates, digested quickly and absorbed rapidly, raising blood glucose to higher levels. So that if you are having challenges with your insulin, then you are going to suffer more. Yes. And then you talk about fizzy drinks, sugary biscuits, cakes, sweets, ripe plantain, and white rice. Then you said something which, which really struck me in your, your discussion of carbohydrates, or no, I think in fats. You said there are also two types of fats monosaturated oils and polysaturated fats as in one is better than the other so we have the saturated and 
you know, non-saturated fats. Mm -hmm. Even with the non-saturated or, you know, unsaturated fats, we have the mono and the poly. Mm -hmm. And so you must distinguish between the two. I'm not a dietitian, mm -hmm. but if you see a dietitian or, you know, a nutritionist, they'll mm -hmm. take you through it. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I advise that don't just take a book. This is not supposed to be a consultation. You still need a dietitian. The diet therapists are very important in managing um, your, your, your health. Yeah. A few years ago, I went to see a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. And... I was surprised because I thought I knew it all. But I was surprised. She managed to teach me a few tricks. I found out at the time that my carbohydrate intake wasn't that much. But I think my food was generally oily and I was using the wrong kind of fats. So it's important that you see a dietitian yeah. to help you. I know, but on page 27, uh, there's something I like there. So you distinguish between poorly unsaturated fats found in plant oils like vegetable oil and sunflower oil. And then you said monounsaturated fats are found in olive oil and mostly nuts and oil and they are the most beneficial fats and if you must consume fat so basically you're saying olive oil and nuts and oils are better than vegetable and sunflower oil and then you said the worst type of fat is called trans fat trans fat and that too much of it will raise your bad cholesterol increase your risk of heart disease and other health problems so you mentioned cholesterol now and you said bad cholesterol what is that so cholesterol, oftentimes people are told that you have cholesterol in your body, so watch your diet. I must say here that most of the cholesterol in the body is produced in the liver. The mm -hmm. body produces itself. Mm -hmm. We just tell you to reduce what you are taking to, you know, about the 10%, cut mm -hmm. down on that. There are different types of cholesterol. We have the high-density lipoprotein or high-density cholesterol, which is supposed to be the good fat, mm -hmm. which mops up the bad fat or mm -hmm. the bad cholesterol. And we have the low-density lipoprotein, which is what actually lines the blood vessels and predispose you to heart attacks and strokes and, you know, peripheral vascular disease, amongst other things. Mm -hmm. So these ones must, the low-density lipoprotein must be reduced and the high-density lipoprotein, as much as possible, must come up because they have different roles in the body. Mm. Finally, here, before we move something, I said that overheating oil and repeated use of oil can lead to trans fat formation. Trans fat is the worst kind of fat for your health. Too much of it will raise your bad cholesterol. So those of you like frying yam 20 times in the same oil or kelewele or whatever, that's not a, a very good thing. Now, let's talk about prediabetes. So you said there's type 1, which is hereditary. You can't do anything about it. Type 2 is lifestyle. But you also mentioned pre. Is, what is prediabetes? So prediabetes, in prediabetes, your blood sugar is higher than normal, mm -hmm. but it's not as high as, you know, the cutoff we give for patients with diabetes. Unfortunately, even with prediabetes, your risks for some of the complications of diabetes remain high. Mm. And so you must do something about it. Thankfully, prediabetes is potentially reversible. Mm. You can do something about it. And that is why mm. I guess we are here. Because mm. you can actually reverse, you can come back from prediabetes to the normal <coughs> range. Mm. Just by your lifestyle changes. Okay. Watching your diet, you know, exercising, being more physically active can reduce your risk of progressing, progression from prediabetes to type 2 diabetes. Mm. And I say somewhere that most patients who have type 2 diabetes had prediabetes at some point in their lifetime, and mm. they could have you know, come back to normal. Mm. So if you have prediabetes, it's not minor. And oftentimes people come and say, oh, somebody told me that I was borderline, but they didn't tell me what to do. Well, if somebody tells you that you are borderline, you have to do something about it. Ask them, 
So how do I reverse it? Mm. And you can reverse it by your lifestyle changes, increasing your physical activity, watching your diet, losing weight if you are overweight or obese, and hopefully you know, you can reduce your chances of progressing to type 2 diabetes. Mm. So uh, pre-diabetes is reversible through these things you've mentioned. Now, when you talk of risk factors for diabetes, generally you've mentioned family history of diabetes and then dietary habits and that kind of thing. Now, how do you know your status, whether it's type 1, type 2, or pre-diabetes? How do you know that you have that? What, what do you use to tell? So the, the doctor will decide. Mm -hmm. We have blood tests that we can use to determine whether you are type 1 or type 2. Mm -hmm. Although even in, in practice, we don't use those labs very much. Mm -hmm. We can use your clinical, you know, how you presented, mm -hmm. your age, for example. Mm -hmm. Type 1 diabetes is usually found in young adults, you know. But, mm -hmm. uh, but elderly people are now getting type 1 diabetes. Wow. Um, type 2 usually is found in elderly people. But currently... Young children, teenagers are getting type 2 diabetes because all these lifestyle things we are mentioning are becoming predominant in young children. Mm -hmm. Years ago, children, you hardly find children who are obese or inactive mm -hmm. because kids used to play pillow low and high jump and all those things. Mm -hmm. Now, what do kids love to do? They love to sit behind a screen and if you, if you, if you leave them, they can play video games from morning till night. Mm -hmm. And so kids are becoming prone to type 2 diabetes as well as you know, uh, as, as well as adults. Mm -hmm. So, but there are, there are other risk factors. There are risk factors that you can't do anything about. Mm -hmm. Age is a risk factor. Every day you are getting, your risk of getting lifestyle disease like type 2 diabetes is getting higher because you are aging. Mm -hmm. Okay? There's nothing you can do about it. If you, are, if you are male, your risk of cardiovascular disease and other, you know, lifestyle diseases is probably higher. There's nothing you can do about it. But there are things we are talking about that are reversible, potentially reversible, mm. and you can do something about it. If you are overweight or obese, this is a time to consider highly putting in measures to reduce your, your weight mm -hmm. and, and, and getting your weight back to normal so mm. that you reduce your risk of um, type 2 diabetes and mm. cardiovascular disease. This is still the Effective Living Series. We're talking to Dr. Jacob Atiasi, who is a, or a consultant endocrinologist and a diabetologist. By the way, what do those things mean? So endocrine is a disease of disease of a glands. So I do that. Diabetes is just one disease of one gland, which is a pancreas. So the endocrine system, which you learned in school, there yeah. are many of those glands. There are many glands, yes. So the endocrine system is where you have pancreas. What else do you have in the endocrine system? You have adrenal. Pituitary gland. Pituitary gland, adrenal. You Adrenaline have gland, yeah. Oh, even the ovaries produce hormones. Testes produce hormones. So we deal with that. All but diabetes is probably the commonest um, endocrine disease. The thyroid. I'm sure you know the yes. thyroid where people thyroid have a goiter, gland. yes. So wow. we deal with that. But the di diabetes and the pancreas. So is you, you are a specialist in the endocrine system. And then you also diabetes is your specialty. And you are the uh, head of the National Diabetes Management and Research Center. Yes. Is this at Kolebu? It's at Kolebu. Wow. So there's a whole research area for diabetes. Yes. Wonderful. So let's come back. To, I have some FAQs in your book. And by the way, where can I get this book to buy? I like the book. Where? Oh, it's, it's going to be in all shops um, from, from next week. You should find it in any, any oh, So I have it before the other people have yes, it. Yes, but it should be available in all Now, you said something shops. here. You said, Elliot Jocelyn, the first American diabetes specialist, is quoted to have said, education is not a part of the treatment of diabetes. It is the treatment. Decades later, this quote is still relevant and true. Can you elaborate on this? 
Well, oftentimes we tell patients, you know, take your medicine, do this, do this. They're given mm. a tall list of things they must yeah. do. I think that type diabetes really, mm. if you understand the disease and know why you must do what you must do, mm -hmm. it becomes easy. And that becomes a cornerstone of your, of your treatment. You know why you must exercise. So you exercise, mm -hmm. not out of compulsion because your doctor says you must exercise. If you do it out of compulsion, mm. within two weeks, you know, you've given up. But if you really understand why you must do what you must do, then it becomes a habit. And once it's a habit, it's not painful. It's not done because under duress, and then it helps you generally. And so this quote I put in there because I still find that for chronic diseases, especially t t diabetes, you need to understand why you must do certain things. Mm. But it's not only for diabetes. I think for most chronic diseases, hypertension, HIV, you must understand your disease. Mm. You must know why your doctor says you should do this so that it's easier for you to do. That's why I refer to it as a self-managed illness. It's a self-managed illness. So you said the management of diabetes is like a four-legged table with four legs. Education, dietary modification, exercise, and medication. It's interesting. Medication has been the last. Yes. That's extraordinary because usually you think when you go to a doctor, I give medicine. But you're basically saying educate yourself, look at your diet, talk to your dietitian, increase of physical activity, then you take the medication. You take the medication. So all of this together. Yes. I, amazing. All right. What is insulin and why do people who have diabetes inject themselves? Remember I said that anytime we eat the food is converted to glucose. Yeah. Now insulin is a hormone mm -hmm. or is a chemical that is produced in a certain part of the body called the pancreas. Mm -hmm. And it moves from the pancreas to the blood and moves the glucose into the tissues, into the muscles where mm -hmm. glucose is actually needed. When you have glucose in blood, it's toxic. Mm. It shouldn't, you shouldn't have high levels of glucose in blood. Mm. Too much of it becomes you know, a poison in the system. Mm. So most of the glucose must be sent to the tissues of the body for the tissues to function well. So insulin basically is a hormone that moves in, um, glucose from blood into tissues. Mm. And in the book I describe it, and it's well known, it's not, I didn't write that. It's something that is well known that insulin is actually the key that opens the vessels, the, the cells of the body for glucose to enter effectively. Here are some FAQs I just want to ask. Why must I inject insulin? Why can't I just swallow it? Well, I said that insulin is a, is a chemical, but mm. importantly, if you go into detail, insulin is a protein. Mm -hmm. And so you can't take it, it will digest. Mm. So we put insulin directly under your skin, which mm. by an injection, and the blood, blood flows everywhere, and the blood carries it into the, into the system mm. for it to do its work. It mm. cannot be swallowed. A few years ago, you know, something came up, and I think it's still in the works. Mm -hmm. I'm sure sooner than later they will find a formulation that is not easily digestible, and okay. we'll all be happy for that. Somebody says, I don't eat sugar. Why do I have diabetes? Well, we've also discussed that already. Diabetes is not caused by eating sugar. You have a problem with sugar because your insulin is not working well. If you had enough insulin, mm. no matter how much sugar you ate, uh, insulin should be able to carry it across. However, if you, if you are at risk, say you have a family history, and you keep eating a lot of sugar, then you give your body too much work. Your body is under a lot of pressure to produce high levels of insulin. And at a point, it will just you know, reach its limit and, and break down, and then you will have diabetes. But it doesn't directly cause, sugar doesn't directly cause um, diabetes. While the 
tests for diabetes are very many that you can tell us about. My question to you is, what should people see that should let them suspect that they need to talk to a doctor about diabetes? So what are some of the physical evidences in my body that will let me know that hey, I should go and check? Yeah, my yeah I, I yeah. get it. So what we call signs and symptoms, for yes. example. Yeah. So the, the common presentation will be when your sugar levels go very high, Mm. You start urinating a lot, okay. Especially at night. Mm. I have yes, a few days ago, just before Christmas, I had a patient come to me who said, "Last night I woke up twelve times." So you wake up exhausted. Times. Yes, he just goes, walks back, falls asleep, and before <laughs> he can, yes. So they urinate a lot, and because they are urinating a lot, they drink a lot. Why are you urinating? Are Why are you urinating a lot? You are, you are urinating a lot because the sugar in your blood now goes into your urine. And uh, it's not it being absorbed. Over. It's not being absorbed. It spills over into your urine. So you have more urine. And it draws water with it. So it's dehydrating you. They are, and so they drink water. But what you, you think is that because I'm drinking water, I'm urinating. But it may, it's very well possible that you are urinating, you are drinking water because you are urinating. So the, the, the first sign is frequent urination. What well, sign high there? blood sugar will cause frequent urination, drinking lots of water. Mm -hmm. You may feel weak because glucose is not going into the system. It's just being poured out. So there's general weakness and lethargy. I mean, you're just not, you just mm -hmm. don't feel right. Mm -hmm. Some people will start getting blurred vision. Mm -hmm. Others will get, you know, what we call in the past, we used to call white. Females start getting mm -hmm. white because there's a lot of sugar in the urine and, you know, in that area. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of white because... Mm -hmm. The organisms also like sugar. They thrive on in, in sugar. But this is for people who get high blood sugar, you know, occurring very rapidly. In type 2 diabetes, it's such a slow process. And many patients with type 2 diabetes walk around and do not have any symptoms at all. Mm. So do not wait to get these symptoms before you go and test. If you are an adult above 40, and this is the beginning of a year, mm. it's a good time mm. to test or go and see your doctor and have yourself tested for diabetes and other, you know, lifestyle disease. Or, you know, have a thorough medical checkup as mm. part of your New Year's resolutions. Start right with start, your health. Start the year right. For a yeah. sound mind, rest in a sound body or something like that. There's something like that. So there's a national diabetes center. Yeah. Is there a national, um, what do you call it, lifestyle disease center? In Ghana, like I'm that. not aware of that. That's not like that. But, but I know you, generally years mm. ago they tried to promote the wellness clinics in all the hospitals. So those those will be there, the wellness wow. clinics. Yes, it's amazing. Um, I've I don't have a degree in that in in, in diet <laughs> in diabetes yet. But based on what you've taught me, what I've read, I'm knowing a lot about it. So thank you very much, Doctor Yakoba Tiasi for speaking to us on the Effective Living Series. This is just week one, and week one is the physical preparation for the year. We've been talking in our third episode about lifestyle diseases, zeroing in on type 2 diabetes, and essentially lifestyle, dieting, exercise, and all those things that we do can predispose or help reduce our risk factors. Thank you for talking to us. My name is Bernard Avler. Thank you for watching. We'll be back with another exciting episode next time. Bye-bye. That was Bernard Avlo. Let's cut inside. It's your life.
speaking on lifestyle diseases with Dr. Yakoba Atiase, who's a lecturer, senior lecturer at the University of Ghana Medical School and head of the National Diabetes Management and Research Center. So we're talking understanding lifestyle diseases on day three of our Effective Living Series 2023. And the Effective Living Series is brought to us by Enterprise Insurance. Enterprise, your advantage. Don't let them bring you down, no. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. back 949 this is still the city breakfast show Lexoma with the song Abiba this song came out Charlie this song came out 98 I think that was in that's you know when the song came out yeah Charlie but the song is still fresh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You still know, fresh. Close to the Hotel Vikamamba. So when they drop it, <laughs> it's at a dance corner. You hear it. Everybody is there. You move to one side like that. <laughs> so that's me came at the time. So you move like that. You move like this. You know, like you move like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so yeah, Rexo Babi that too. Rexo Babi that too, you know. They get all the powerful, powerful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll try and go through some of your messages that have come in on. The zero people have updated the page, yeah, their page, Bank of Ghana. Hey, and it's now eight point five eight and eight point five nine, buying at eight point five eight and selling at eight point five nine. That's what. Eight point what? Eight point five eight. They are buying. Eight point five nine. They are selling. Mm. Ghana cities to the dollar. Mm. It means that it's gone up marginally. Eight point five eight. Yes, it's and gone up marginally. Eight point five what? Eight point five nine. Okay. It's gone up marginally. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> so, 
but like these are so this from the bank of ghana mm -hmm. so these are the average yeah. rates they have given and this from yesterday okay from yesterday so like we have been educated this morning it would mean that the banks and the forex bureaus will also try and work their own math i'm sure when you go there the <laughs> the, yeah, the whole thing is just annoying, in a different know? realm so. <laughs> <laughs> you make slow, Charlie. Yeah, because you see, <laughs> you, know, you know the impact on on you. You know it's, it's 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 severe. It's severe. You know this. The government would have to do something about the situation. The people managing the fiscal space and then the monetary policy, mm -hmm. whatever it is, they will have to do something about it because really it's it's a, it's hurting families so badly. It's hurting family so badly, and it's not the best way um, to run an economy. It's not good. It's not good. I don't know whether somebody is hoarding the thing and that what you know. Challenge is what it is. A mix low. Charlie, it could be. It could be. <laughs> but that's what I can only I can only encourage you that Charlie. It will be yeah. That I mean yeah. Charlie, we all saw that this was going down, right? Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be going down. Came to around seven. They were they published, so they were selling around eight. But now you know, eight point five, and then they are selling. Some people are selling at twelve. I mean, look at the gap. You know. And the explanation Joe gave, I mean, yes, but, you know, there's, there's so much that we have not been given as an explanation for. Okay, like what? I, I don't understand the why. The differences. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody was saying that, you know, the, the, the banks also buy their, their dollars from some other people, uh -huh. uh, you know. So now we have Not to always from the, the, the central bank, uh -huh. and so that may well account yeah. for it. So yeah. if they go and buy it, you know. If they buy it at a setting price, which may not be the Bank of Ghana price, of course, once they are looking for profit, they also add a few coins here and there. But essentially, like we heard from Joe Jackson, a lot of these things happen just to make room for the volatility. Remember what was happening with the fuel prices? Now the OMCs and things were speculating forwards. Mm -hmm. You understand? So they, they, they are going to buy the, the product. They don't even know how much it will be sold for. So even before all of this happens, they already have an idea of a setting price just to make up for differences in terms of exchange rates and all of that as they are going to buy and before they bring it back into the country. I understand you. It's not probably the fairest of things to do, but businesses will do what they have to do. Yeah, to but if, if is, the rate is 8.5, at least if it is 9, it's cool. At <laughs> least you are making maybe 10 max. Or nine point five, mm -hmm. you know that's 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 fair. But people are still doing twelve, you know, eleven, eleven, thirteen in a stream for. I, I just think there's a lot that happens in that space that the public just still doesn't understand, you know. And I think that's where all this is coming from, especially because, like you're saying, everybody will look at the BOG and say, okay, that's what's supposed to happen. But then for most people who deal, you know. In other forms, they will tell you, well, I'm getting this at this rate. So, 
Let's see what the first quarter brings. Let's see what the first quarter brings. I know you are worried. Yeah, 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 yeah. because you know the value people are of, calling you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the people are calling you. Phones are calling you. <laughs> Please turn your phone off. <laughs> Tell them to look at BOG. <clears throat> it never works. <laughs> it never works like that. You must okay. also you must look at BOG for you. But speaking speaking of which, uh, uh, just you know, quickly to wrap. Uh, the president has been busy, you know, doing his donations on the National Cathedral, which will be built, <laughs> and a whole lot of activities. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't deliver his New Year's message. Yeah, we didn't hear from him on the New Year's, like yeah. the way in the form that we normally expect mm-hmm. to hear from yeah, him. Yeah, that's right, and, and it's, it's been the tradition, you know, for quite some time now that New Year's message or will come in from the presidency, and for some reason. We don't have any explanation as to what may or may not have informed what would seem to be a decision not to not to deliver the the, the address. So I think we have to interrogate that. But you were on a trajectory. You were yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like um, quite a few stories regarding that, starting from Monday mm-hmm. about that. So he made a donation of a hundred thousand. Yeah, hundred thousand in support of his mm-hmm. dream and project. He's also asked the churches to contribute yeah. to that. If the, he can get the churches to contribute, mm-hmm. we don't have a problem there. <laughs> you understand? If it is the churches that they will get to contribute. But the churches, where do they get them? They get the money from the... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That means you are, the churches are convincing their congregants. Mm-hmm. But that it comes from taxes. That's what that one there. That is where... No, 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 no. That's what that one there. Every time he mentions it, we will mention it. Now, that's what the taxes there. So, if now the appeal... Is to the churches to get congregants to contribute to build because now they are saying if every church member is to pay like a hundred CDs or something, that for every month the thing will get done, you know. But they will tell you also that they have their own projects that they are unable to complete in their own churches, yeah. But then they should do so, two different sets of yeah. collection. But the other one, I will, <laughs> the other one, I find time I'll get into is the business model that is supposed to bring 95 million dollars. Every year or in ah, the first a, five years a, for the church, for the for the scene, no? garden, restaurants. I, I need. You see, <laughs> they it has been presented to part. They say the business model <laughs> has been presented yeah, to parliament. So, so I will interrogate this through parliament. They, they have to ask some questions. Well, when, when the thing appears there, <laughs> well, is it that you don't think that the, that facility would command that much value as to attract people from around the world? Because mind you, we have a rock. Or stone from Israel buried under the something, you know. Hmm. And you don't think people will follow that and say, "Oh, let me see the church built on on the rock of." Uh, you might we might get some traffic as to the level of traffic we will get. Whether, can we, whether it will warrant this kind of, uh, it's my concern. Okay. You know, but because they are saying there will be event centers, they will rent. I can get all that, you know. So obviously, you are moving traffic there. Mm-hmm. Okay. For all kinds of things, but I'm still looking anyway. Mm. <laughs> Who am I?
listeners to the CC Breakfast Show. We'll wrap it up in a second. But after that, I'm with you on on this National Cathedral thing because I, I all, I'm also very interested in figuring out the business plan. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I, no, they said they presented it to Parliament. No problem. So we wait to see what Parliament will tell all of us, yeah. and then we will wait to see how that how the proposed 95 million dollars or so will be made every year because Charlie, if we are spending all this money eh, all of this to the point where parliament even had to kick against adding more money to the kitty and we say well look I, I'm curious yeah I'm also curious as to where the certainty is coming from uh-huh. if we are unable to you know generate that from some of the monuments we have here that we are unable to look, even look after properly and all that to say okay we are now basically saying we are now investing in a new tourist site that's also fine you know so because we all know tourism does what it does but i'm just saying i would love to you want to understand the model understand properly, this model properly from what they are saying but as for the taxpayer money there we have not changed <laughs> we will not use taxpayer money in the meantime the president should reshuffle his government it's supposed to happen right yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 okay you, you no you tomorrow we need to do that tomorrow we'll get into we that. need to do we'll a list into. of ministers who we need to be reshuffled yes I think two years to go have it up every shuffle that's our breakfast show for the morning I did this with Godfrey Akotobo for Richard De La Sky. Show produced by Fred Jabano and Caleb Kuda. Uh-huh. Hey, look who is here. How in 2023, uh-huh. in 2022, how I was broke auntie. In 2023, uh-huh. she says things will change. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Her status will change from broke uh-huh. auntie to, to rich auntie. Uh-huh. Broke okay. How are you? Welcome. Also, <laughs> yeah. you're allowed this. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, it's a fair comment. And, uh, and, and, and the truth is defense for defamation. Happy twenty twenty three, huh? Girlfriend, God is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,